Hello and welcome to the Southern Cross Stadium for tonight's matchup between the Canberra Transact Capitals and the Logan Thunder. Craig Ravel and Michelle Hocking along with Simon Peters to bring you all the action. We hope you enjoy every minute of it. Michelle, a very interesting game. Kristen Veal loved by all in Canberra, but tonight the fans will very much be against her. They want a Caps win. They definitely want a Caps win, and I think, you know, yes, they love Veal, and they love to see her play well, but they don't want to see her come away with a win. I think um, tonight's game special for Canberra as well, with Natalie Hurst playing 200 games in the WNBL, and she's one of the very few players that has played all of her games with the one club. So that's a pretty special night tonight for Natalie Hurst. Yes, and it comes off the back, of course, of 250 games for Jess Bibby only one week ago in a overtime thriller. I would suggest to you that Natalie Hurst will be hoping there's no overtime in her 200th match. I absolutely wouldn't be hoping, and probably not something that we would expect, whilst... Um, you know, the uh, Logan Thunder will certainly give it everything they've got. They simply don't have the, I guess, you know, the experience, the talent and the depth to be able to match it with what is a fairly uh, impressive Canberra lineup. Okay, we're good. Okay, we've got here assistant coach Sammy Conley. How's the team uh, pull up after the massive game last week? Oh, there was a few, uh, few sore and tired bodies. I mean, obviously, you know, double uh, overtime game is obviously going to impact you a little bit. But you know what? They came out on uh, on Monday and practiced pretty well. Um, we had a bit of a bit of a quieter one, and then Tuesday, Thursday went pretty hard. They had a real. Um, it was almost like playoffs came early. It was just such a big game, and, and I guess there was so much media scrutiny. The whole Jacko versus Bakovic thing, and how how do the girls, I guess, mentally? That's the, is that sort of. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's sort of jumping the gun. Are they getting a bit too excited, or is it all just? I guess this team's played so many big yeah, games. Yeah, I think. I actually, I think it, it helps. It's um, it adds to the challenge for them. And obviously, like you know, there was a little bit more nervous energy, I suppose, in the uh, in the pregame talk and stuff like that. You could see a few more legs jumping up and down and everything. But um, look, you know, Susie and uh, Susie and Lauren, I think they've trained against each other, played against each other so much that I don't think it really impacted them. But I think because it was more so that the emphasis that we knew that we want to go for second. So we knew we had to win. It wasn't so much the matchups. It was more like, you know what, we want to send a message that if we're going to get to the playoffs, that we need to come second and we need to need to get that win to give us a chance to come second. Obviously, we've got to rely on us winning other games and, and seeing what Sydney does. But, um, no, I think it was good in that. I think, you know, it just adds to the excitement of the game as well. Everyone loves to, you know, beat teams. And we've always had a bit of a rivalry against Sydney too, so... No, we were talking to uh, to Karen Dalton about how many big games have been in that hall, in that you know in that arena between these two teams in the last ten years. Just massive. Exactly. I mean, one game that sticks in my mind is when we were actually up in Sydney about two years ago. We came from like 26 down and sent into overtime. That was about when we had to um, head over to Russia to play, and we were flying oh, out that yeah. night. And that was a huge game. And that's exactly right. Like, so you know, like we know that if we've been 26 points down and can come back and send into overtime, I think we only went down by one. And we know that, like, against that team, anything can happen. So we've just got to come out and, and you know, m m control momentum, basically. So. so tonight's game, Logan Thunder in town. Of course, uh, a, a Canberra favourite and Kristen Veal back in town. Does that always make it a little bit more of a challenge for the girls? I think it's um, I think it's a challenge for the girls. I mean, obviously, they're all friends with her because, you know, Veal was such a big part of the Capitals family here for a long time. Um, I think it's good for the crowd too, because I mean yeah. I think the crowd love her and they know her and they know like you know she's a great passer. We have to really with Bailey just know that she can distribute the ball so well. So if we can limit that, I think it'll be we'll, we'll try and take her out of the play a little bit. But obviously, like I said, you know she's exciting to watch anyway. Definitely. 
And um, so next week is the Perth game here and then the possible grand final preview with Bulleen. Uh, yeah, well, we've got Adelaide. We've got to go to Adelaide on Sunday. Oh, of course. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. yeah. So we play Friday night here um, and then travel Saturday and then Adelaide down, in, um, down there. So we've won, you know, basically we've got 30-point or 26-point uh, buffer on them. But obviously we like to get that win and then that gets a split against them. And then, yeah, the big one against Bulleen. So uh, we'll get back. It's obviously, you know, we play on Sunday in Adelaide, so it'll be a short week. And we're actually down there um, Saturday now that the game's been moved. So we'll fly down probably, I'd say, Thursday night or Friday morning early. There's so many games like in this this week, next week, and the final week. There's so many games that are going to shape the the finals picture. Is that something you guys talk about during the week, or is it just really concentrate on the game that's coming up? Oh, we, we talk about it in the fact that we know we have first off we know what we have to do to win. Yeah. So obviously that's the major focus, but it's also handy. I mean, you know, the girls will talk about it anyway. They, I mean, yeah. they're fans of the game, so you know, it's not like they go home and forget about the game, so they know what's going on. So I think if you talk about it as a group. And, you know, you can also dispel some nerves about it and you, if people are a bit edgy about it. Basically, we control what we can do and, and as anyone knows, the basketball you know, game can happen. So many changes. So, obviously, we know that who we like to win some games, but it may not happen. But, yep. um, yeah, I think that all the girls are excited about that as well. No well we've got there. a couple of games on right now that we'll be paying attention to during the call, so might see if we send you down a little note or something. That'd be good. Let you know how they go. Thanks for chatting with us. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we've got the head coach for the Logan, Jason, here now. Uh, big game last night and a bit of, bit of controversy. Of course, in Canberra, we're a little biased. We always want to know info about Kristen Veal. She only showed up at half time, but um, apparently you guys weren't expecting her maybe to not show up at all. Yeah, look, uh, I was going to try and make up something uh, really controversial and yeah. start some rumours for you. <laughs> but, mate, no, she was... Um, Veal just going through doing some training with the firefighters yeah. and, uh, and we were fortunate to get her down at all. So uh, she was meant to get there on time. Unfortunately, there's some big storms up in Brisbane. Right. So she, uh, she didn't get away until a little bit later than expected. So hence why she ended up getting there just before half-time. So we were lucky we got, she got there at all. Always lifts us, the um, morale of the girls and uh, obviously she brought 12 points to the second half as well. So happy with that. Yeah, it must be um, tricky to play with your, your cat, you know, not only team captain, but your floor leader missing the half game. Yeah, we, like, we were miss, not only were we missing um, Veerly, but we've lost Sarah, uh, Sarah Graham as well. So that's two of our starters and two of our big point scorers as well. So, you know, but credit to uh, you know, Cassie Smith that came out and played exceptionally well. 20 years of age, hasn't had a lot of minutes. She played 20 minutes, had 11 points, I think, nine points. Um, Nat Purcell had 18. So, look, we um, we had to step up. You can give you a heap of excuses around why we lost, but you know, at the end of the day, we uh, opportunity for young girls to step up. Definitely. So, how are we're getting toward the end of the season. Obviously, the playoff picture looks pretty much out of it. Yep. Um, how have you how have you rated the season so far? Because it's been a tricky season. You've come in halfway through and sort of, you know, difficult circumstances. How, how are we looking toward the end? Uh, look, it's, you know, it, it's been hard to answer your question. Uh, when a different coach comes in halfway through the year, you're gonna, I've brought in different philosophies and different principles and however many times I tried to make it as seamless as possible, it was, it was difficult. So, you know, we probably had a pre-season in the middle of our season. Yeah. And whenever you do that, you're going to struggle a little bit. I think uh, the Christmas break didn't help us much. I think we got some momentum. We were looking good. Things were starting to tick for us. And then Christmas came around. You know, we lost to Sydney by two up home. And Sydney, uh, Christmas came around and we sort of went back a couple of steps. And to be honest with you now, it's, um, you know, the girls have probably got one eye on the finish line. So we've got to manage that and make sure that we've, you know, we've still got three games to go, uh, four including this one tonight. And one of our goals to the end of the year is to get a scalp. Um, so, you know, it would be great for us to knock off a, a camber or something like that. So that's our goal at the moment, and we'll see how that goes. Did you think at the beginning of uh, this WNBL season when you weren't a coach in the league, 
you were just watching that uh, a couple of months' time you'd be coaching against Lauren Jackson? No, mate, what an awesome opportunity. I was just saying to the girls as well, you know, um, you know, best player in the world and we get to maybe block her or you know, box out on her and just do a job. So you know, from my point of view, coaching against Carrie Graff and the Tom Mars week in, week out, awesome for me. And then you have Lauren Jackson's of the world come out as well. It's pretty cool. Great. Well, good luck tonight. Thanks very much. Thank you. They're out on the floor as we speak. It is the captain in Kelly Abrams, Lauren Jackson in the centre, Abby Bishop, Carly Wilson and Natalie Hurst in her 200th game. For the Logan Thunder, going into the centre, it's someone we've been looking forward to seeing. It's Marta Dydek, the uh, Lithuanian, who uh, has certainly been a, a big recruit for this Logan Thunder, Thunder side. Certainly was a huge recruit, but I don't think she's quite produced what people would have hoped for. Let's see what she can do tonight. Jackson wins the tap and gets it onto Hurst, who immediately goes to the right wing. Into the corners, Wilson over the top to Jackson, rejected by Didak, but Didak has committed the foul. Yeah, certainly she got a big hand on it, but there's also a big hand on the body on that contact, and uh, Jackson will go straight to the line, and I think that uh, indicates pretty clearly what Canberra are going to look to do early in this game, and that is look to put the ball inside and uh, exploit the fact that they've got quite a bit of size over the Logan Thunder. The big thing there, of course, Michelle, is the fact that if you can go inside early, the defence is going to start cramming Lauren. That opens up the perimeters. Absolutely, and uh, Canberra are well aware of that. Jackson makes both, and it caps her off to an early lead as Didak brings it up. Now, it's Bishop working on Didak. Smith was looked after by Jackson, the steal's been made with Bishop working hard on Didak Abrams now goes to Bishop and a travel well, uh, Michelle you were calling it a I travel I was calling a travel on Abby Bishop then but the referees didn't blow it <laughs> yeah. they didn't blow it and Holly Smith has been called for her first personal foul that really could be uh, quite a tough one for yeah. Smith yeah, look, and you look at like Didek and both Smith, they're two bigs in this group have racked up a foul very early in, in the game as uh, Abby Bishop knocks down that first foul shot. Makes both, so the Caps are shooting at 100 in the opening minutes of the game from the free throw line, and Logan can't afford to be giving the Caps such charity as Veal and Hurst were when Billy was here. Hurst was very much an understudy to her. Now they are both absolutely at the top of their games. Veal gets a good screen from Didak. Work around. Hurst doesn't let it get away. Finger roll doesn't fall. Smith tries to get the shot up. I thought that hit the ring, Michelle. So did Holly Smith. But the referees, the ones with the whistle, have said no. Good defence by the Capitals. The Adelaide Logan Thunder have been timed out. Right. I thought Veal was a bit unlucky not to get one blown for her then go and send it to the line. But anyway, as we see Jackson getting the ball again inside. Oh, and uh, She got mugged on the baseline that time. Here's a quick pass. Purcell bringing it down. Purcell from the three points uh, just off to the left. Ball tapped away by Hurst. Gets it off to Abrams. And Abrams gives it back to Hurst. Hurst down the centre. Gets past Veal. And the layup is good. Yeah, look, good penetration. Nice hesitation from Natalie. And just uh, burnt the player and got the open... Open opportunity. A lot of defensive pressure in the backcourt for Kristen Veal. Yeah, she eventually works it over the half. Veal kick out, gives it off to Andrews. Andrews' shot doesn't fall, and Andrews just puts, uh, Jackson puts Veal to the ground, and 
Well, she passed, so she tried to do a veal pass, went to Purcell. Smith now, low post. Bishop watching uh, Andrews. Oh, mismatch here. Good anticipation from Natalie Hurst. Yeah, she got in to steal it, but there was a big mismatch there. Smith and Abrams were matching up at the low post. If that ball had to come in, Smith should have been able to turn and shoot without too much defensive pressure. So it's Wilson now, top of the key. Hurst is just cutting, zigzagging. Kick back, Jackson for three. Rattles off the island, tapped away by Bishop, but Purcell does the clean-up. Great atmosphere here at Southern Cross Stadium tonight. Yeah, big crowd for a Logan game, so that's good. Yes, bounce pass inside. Purcell now, Abrams. Purcell gets away from Abrams, pushes the pass inside to Smith. Smith has to kick it back out. Jackson got there in the help out defence quickly. And Bill, she was almost at the centre circle. She was. She knows these rings pretty well. And uh, that was a long way out. And uh, nice execution as we see again. Big feed into Bishop in the paint. She can't make it. And Purcell comes up with the board. Yes, kicks it out to Veal, who's again getting plenty of pressure from Hurst. Great battle all night. 200 game up against, I think, Veely now 250. Veal will hit 250. She's got eight games to 250, so she probably won't make it this season because they won't be in the finals series. But, uh, yeah, and it, as you said earlier, it's really interesting. It's, you know, when Natalie Hurst first came into the Canberra um, National League program, Veal was the point guard in that group, and so she really was training bait for uh, for Veal for a long time. And we see tonight, you know, probably I'm thinking probably 98, 99. That would have been Veal was the point guard in that group, and so she really was training bait for uh, for Veal for a long time. And we see tonight, you know, probably I'm thinking probably 90. Now in the uh, both teams now in this uh, timeout. Simon Peters is over there and we'll have Simon's thoughts sorry for that overlap uh, just for a moment <laughs> we had a feedback loop going but uh, I'm sure you're enjoying all the action here on sportradio.com.au this is Capitals Radio Network Bulleen and Bendigo an important game that is also on at the moment we'll uh, try and give you updated stats on that game as well as Simon Peters Look, Coach Chaney there, he was just basically, the first thing he said was, OK, we've gone up, we've played a few minutes against Lauren Jackson, the nerves have settled now, let's start playing. And you could see that, you know, the first uh, few trips down the floor, there was a little bit of awe going on, but uh, he's happy with how they're going and just wants them to run through their stuff. Seven minutes left, it's Lightning 45, Townsville 41, as the inbound pass goes to Didac for Logan. Hands off to Beal. Beal goes for three off the front of the iron and cleaned up by Tolo. It's Tolo. Hurst also out there is uh, Abrams and Wilson. Intercept. Purcell off to the races now at the other end. Purcell takes on Tolo. Banks it in. That was a really tough move from Natalie Purcell over the top of Tolo. And she's coming off of a good night last night against Sydney. I think she raked up 18 points for, uh, for Logan. So that's a good execution from her. 8-3 here with uh, just around six and a half minutes left as that pass is wayward and the turnover has affected Canberra's favour. In fact, uh, eight, eight, eight five. five, sorry. I uh, missed the... Do you see Jess Bibby coming in for her 251st game? Uh, she's giving Kelly Abrams a rest. Didac inbounds the ball, gives it immediately to Beal. Beal is going to play 40 minutes tonight. Absolutely. You just have that feeling. 
And uh, she'll love every single one. Well, the pass was very high to Didac. That pass on Purcell. Kick out. Gives it off that time into the hands of Smith. That's Cassie Smith. Two Smiths out there. Holly Smith trying to get back. Didac playing hard. Wrestling for the ball at the baseline. And it will be a... Uh, a foul against Mariana Tolo. Yeah, look, good defensive pressure there from Didac to uh, force a turnover, and uh, she's going to be rewarded by going to the foul line. So I think your comment about Veal is right. She will play 40 minutes tonight. It's, uh, you know, in these games, they need to have uh, her experience and leadership on the floor, so I'd be very surprised to see her resting too much this evening. Didac misses the first but makes the second, which makes it eight points to six now here at the... Southern Cross Stadium. Hurst kicks it to Bishop. Bishop get a hit on the arm that time from Didak. Went uncalled. Bibby drives the left lane. Kick out for Wilson. Rattles off the iron and cleaned up by Beal. Kicks it immediately to Cassie Smith. Oh, Didak hits the deck. She was running with Hurst at the time. Bishop gets the uh, layup that doesn't drop from Cassie Smith. Yeah, she hit the floor hard there, but she's she up did, again yeah. and she's... Uh, She's in defence as we see Wilson with the ball on the right hand wing looking to put the ball inside to Tolo in the post to go to work. She does. She kicks it out to Bibby at the point. She makes the open three. That much space for Jess Bibby and it's automatic, isn't it, Craig? It is. 11 points to six now. Bibby gets her first. Oh, Bishop, very aggressive on Cassie Smith there. She'll get her first personal foul. She knew she was going out. Loz and uh, Bishop just have a bit of a laugh as they uh, change places there. It was a bit agricultural, that play. It certainly was. But, you know, look, good transition from uh, Logan. They broke that first line of defensive pressure and got players filling the lanes hard. And they're being rewarded for their um, effort in running the floor. And and we'll see uh, Cassie Smith. Yes, Cassie Smith go to the line and make the first of her set of foul shots. Makes both. So, sub on the shooter... As Abra- oh no, it wasn't the shooter. Abrams checked back in. As Tolo, Hurst, Abrams, Jackson and Bibby. That's a starting five in a lot of clubs. Certainly well, is. Jackson just makes his team a, like a starting head. Oh, oh steal, great steal. Yeah, it just took it away from Abrams. Can't finish it off. Bill was there to tap it back to Purcell, but she couldn't do it again. Now it's quick break. It's Bibby. Hurst, Bibby, Bibby puts up the three, Hurst steals the rebound, and now it's Kelly Abrams who will set up at the point. So, Logan have time to set their defence now. Oh, Didac's in a world of trouble here. She's got no idea what to do on Lauren Jackson. I don't know whether she's playing man or man or zone. She doesn't either. Hurst puts up the three-point attempt, Jackson taps it away, and Abrams pulls it down. The Cats are just controlling the ball. They're strangling Logan here. They absolutely are, and it makes it hard when you're playing three or four sets of defence in every, uh, every time down the floor. 13 seconds left. Hurst gets around Jackson. Field tried to tap it back. Jackson goes for three. Oh, a bit hard off the back iron. Hurst steals it back. Cassie Smith tried to get it off her, but wasn't able to do so. Jackson goes again from the charity stripe. She nails the two. 13 points to eight here as Kathy Smith. Well, thought about an NBA three-pointer. Goes to Didak inside. Didak has a hand in the face from Jackson. She keeps pushing hard. Gets into the paint but leaves the shot short. And Tolo will pull it down. Bibby brings it back forward. As Bibby now kicks it left to 
Hurst. Hurst fakes, goes over the top. Now it's Tolo trying to work in the paint. She thought about passing it off but went for the shot herself but didn't land and Veal pulls it down. That's right, and Canberra are, look, are looking offensively pretty good. They're executing quite well, and uh, shots aren't dropping, but they're still getting the right opportunities. As Veal gets an open look from the perimeter, can't make it, but Bibby's on the boards, and they're off in Canberra's off in transition. Oh, Bibby did everything she could to try and keep that dribble alive, and uh, had players running past her. Jackson on the drive, layup. That is beautiful. You just don't get to see that often enough. No, and look, she's just far too mobile for Didac to be able to contain her. I mean, and that's no disrespect because she's probably too mobile for 95% of the players in the world to be able to contain her. But, uh, you know, it's a tough ask for anyone as we see Jackson go to her bench. Capital's shooting at 27%. They're yeah. 3 from 11. Um, it's Thunder shooting at 15. They've had one conversion from outside out of six attempts. Just looking at uh, the Lightning. Lightning and the Fire. Last uh, update I had there was 49-47 in favour of the Lightning. Now that is very big because it's exactly what Carrie Graff wanted. He, she wanted the Lightning to beat the Fire. That's that right. gives him a game on the Fire. If the Fire can come back and beat Sydney, she has a game on both those two teams behind that are currently behind her. That's right, and very important. So results all around the league over the next two weeks in particular are going to be critical for the way that that uh, top five shapes. So we'll keep, keep an eye on those scores. Pereira's come into the game for Canberra. She kicks it to Bibby on the right-hand wing. She looks to drive and she goes, burns past. Uh, I think that's Cathy Smith and just finishes it off nicely as we see good transition again out of Logan and Holly Smith running the line beautifully. So the sisters connect on that one and uh, got themselves a nice little transition. I didn't realise they were sisters. Good scouting there. They look completely different as now Beattie comes into the game. Low post goes to Bishop. Bishop tries one way and the the other and unfortunately Bianca Abbott is being called for the foul with uh, Bishop just her mobility getting getting Abbott into trouble. 15 points to 12 here at the training hall. Two and a half minutes left to go as Bishop goes to the line. That's right, and uh, see Abby make the first of those foul shots and she'll step up to the line for her next. As we see Tracy Beattie getting some early minutes this game. Against Sydney, she didn't play until right at the death of the full time in that game, so she's getting a run early tonight. Because Canberra need to think about the game they've got on, Saturday, on Sunday sorry, against Adelaide, so they're going to have to share some minutes around to keep players fresh for that game. And that's, that's a fair trip they've got to have too to get over Adelaide on Sunday. As Abbott makes the shot, and it's 17-14 here at the training hall. Over the top, Bibby goes to Bishop. Oh, that's just great move by Bibby there. Feeding it in on the baseline and Bishop converting 17-14 with a minute 40 left to go in the quarter. Veal setting up as uh, Pereira looking at it. I guess Coach Graff has got full faith in all these girls as down low, Bianca Abbott goes to four points for the game and she is, sees a one point deficit now oh, in fact I'm missing a few scores here 21, 21. to 16 and they've been scoring at a pretty quick rate so uh, as we see Natalie Hurst coming back into the game but one of the concerns that uh, 
certainly will be in, in the mind of Thunder is the fact that they're now in the bonus, in the foul situation. Not long to go in this quarter, but as players start to rack up a few fouls, it certainly makes it more difficult to play aggressive defence. Yes, that's right. As Bibby works around the arc, working to the right-hand side, gives it off to... Hurst. Hurst goes back to Bibby. Bibby drives to the left-hand elbow. Can't get the shot to drop, though. Abbott comes up with a rebound field. Kicks it to Cassie Smith. Cassie Smith for three. All net. Looked really sweet coming out of Cassie Smith's hand there, so she looked very confident, and uh, no wonder. It was a very sweet shot. 21-19 the score here at the Southern Cross Stadium. Pereira Hurst to Bibby. Then it's off to Bibby. Bibby for three. Fisher, uh, uh, sorry, Beatty there has crashed into the ground, crashed all over Kristen Veal, and uh, Wilson goes out there, but I'm sure that was a foul on Beatty then. I didn't see a call of a foul. I don't think they've called a foul at all there. Just off mic there, Michelle, sorry. No, yeah, no foul called by the referee there, so. <laughs> As Veal, looking for a screen, she's trying to get rid of this. Constant pest named Natalie Hurst. As oh, good hard cut that time by Haynes, but Bishop was able to read it. Drives down the court, kick off to the right for Hurst. Hurst puts up the three, but it's over the baseline. The Caps still haven't lifted their shooting percentage, but they are certainly doing uh, everything they need to do to stay in front of Logan here. Veely is getting quite frustrated. She cannot get any help out in bringing this ball back. She kicks it to Hayes now. Hayes. Kicks back to Veal. Now Pereira watching Hurst. So what can she do? Jets the ball on the dribble. Tries to kick away. Gets a screen from Holly Smith. But Pereira is there in a face. Goes low post. Shot blocked by Beattie from Holly Smith. And Pereira's off to the races. Brings it down. On the buzzer. No! Shot. The crowd loved that and the commentary team liked it too. That was great. Just a runner from halfway and all net from the second that left her hand, which you know extends Canberra lead out to five points at the uh, quarter time break. So exciting stuff for the crowd. <laughs> Lightning pulling away in Adelaide. This is why this Adelaide game is such a danger game for the Capitals when they go there next week. 53-49, a minute 30, a minute 50 odd seconds left in that lightning fire game. That's critical right. game. Yeah, absolutely critical game, and uh, it'd be interesting to see what it, what what the end result will be. As uh, well, Simon Peters, I'm sure he's listening in on the coaches to tell us what's happening there. <laughs> As we look, shooting percentages, catch shooting at the uh, at the break at 44%. Logan at 33. They've now gone two from eight outside the arc. The Caps two from seven outside the arc from Logan. But here's a critical factor. Six from six from the, from the free throw line, the Capitals. Only five from six for the uh, Logan Thunder. And uh, you can't afford to give away any sort of... Uh, points like that. No, and look, I think the other thing there is the points in the paint score. You've got 12 to 6 in Capitals' favour. Probably not surprising, given the uh, size advantage that uh, they have. And it'd be interested in seeing coming off of the points from the bench. Well, you know, Logan are actually sharing the points off the bench quite a bit. They've got 11 points off the bench and they're... uh, Well, Smith did well and Abbott did well when they came in. Abbott's the leading scorer 
for Logan with six points. Cassie Smith is uh, second with five. But Simon Peters is listed to the coaches. Yeah, Griffin not really happy with their defensive transition. She said that they're letting the uh, Logan Thunder just score too easily in transit. They're getting down there, just going through the motions, running alongside them. But when they get down to the actual half-court game, they're just not blocking them out, not putting a body on them and just making it too easy for them at the moment. She really wants them to clamp down and stem the flow of scoring. 24-19 is a fairly high score for a quarter-time score. So it is that was Graffy's uh, biggest emphasis there. Thanks very much to Simon. Lightning, Townsville on a real run. 12 points to 8 in this last term. 41 seconds remaining, 2 points in it. It's 53-51. Whoa, so it could go to the wire there. And of course, Coach Buckle, well, he'd have every confidence in that fire team because they've been playing well for him all season. Back here at Southern Cross Stadium, 24-19 as... Well, Hayes has to throw that almost into their de- into their three-point arc. Veal has the ball tapped away before she gets into the front court by Natalie Hurst. Abbott now right in front of Veal. That gives her some breathing room. She kicks it off to Hayes. Wilson strips her. Holly Smith kick out to Abbott. Abbott again zigzags. Tolo Jackson out there. Pereira makes a steal as a bounce pass from Abbott doesn't hit Holly Smith. Yeah, look, you know. Did a good job to get past Tyler and then had Big Lauren Jackson coming at her. No wonder she coughed that one up. So, Canberra have the ball. Uh, uh, Oh, Tolo! How did you... Can you tell me what that shot is? I can't can't describe it. She was falling (laughs) out of court. She threw the ball up and it went through the hole. That's all you have to do. Basketball's an easy game. Yeah, I just don't know that that's a a move that coaches uh, coach. But anyway, it's innovative and it works. So that's the important thing. So, And Tolo has that knack. She's able to sort of finish off those shots when she's off balance and what have you. So, uh, good finish from her and she makes the foul shot as well. We see Veal progressing the ball up the floor. 27-19 here at the Southern Cross Stadium. Belt pass. Cassie Smith just couldn't control it. Veal had plenty of spin on it. It was uh, almost as good as one of those top spinners we've been seeing in the tennis for the last two weeks. Yeah, just a little bit too hot for uh, Cassie Smith to handle on that occasion. You have to be ready for the ball. Whenever Veal's got the ball in her hands, you have to have eyes in the back of your head because if you're free, you're going to get it delivered to you. Jackson with eight points is the leading scorer on the floor as Veal working hard, but just Pereira and Hurst giving her no breaks. Inside to Jackson, outside to Tolo. Jackson pulls down the rebound. She tries to throw it up again, thinking she was going to get uh, fouled. And now it was Hayes throwing it out to Didak. Didak kicked it out of play. 24-second shot clock for the Cats, and they get it right underneath the basket. Pereira to inbound the ball. It'll be a Jackson play. It goes straight to Jackson in the paint, and she will convert. Jackson takes on three defenders. Oh, they, oh, they have to go to Carly Wilson. She goes out eventually to Natalie Hurst. Well, good work, Craig. You called that one. <laughs> Pereira working around the arc. Gets in. Oh, loses the handle on the ball and uh, throws it over the baseline. But we've got a whistle on the play, and that is Natalie Pereira. Uh, no, Natalie Purcell, who has got her first foul. And that's, uh, you know, two fouls racked up really early in this quarter for Logan, so they'll need to be conscious of that as Pereira off the inbound pass makes an open three and uh, extends Canberra's lead, 30 to 19 points. It's uh, Caps doing it easy. Purcell, she'll be worked up now. Great player from New Zealand, Natalie Purcell. As driving in... 
Herrera has the hand on the ball. Beale's frustrated, but she's going to go to the line. Yeah, look, certainly Canberra's focus defensively is trying to keep the ball out of uh, Veal's hand and keep her under so much pressure that she can't create uh, for the other girls on the floor. And, uh, you know, she'll be struggling. She's, you know, played this whole first first quarter and she'll again, I would imagine, play this whole time. And under that amount of pressure, it becomes a hard night at the office. <laughs> does indeed. Veal makes the first, so it's ten points of difference now. To bring it in under ten... Veal does it. So, 30 plays, 21, and that's a four-point run that the Caps are on that time. So, Hurst on the right wing. Look at the Adelaide and the fire. That game, a critical one for the makeup of the finals. Tolo! Oh, just working in heavy traffic. Gave Pereira. Pereira couldn't finish. Jackson, she gets fouled. And Purcell has got her the second foul in quick succession. Seven seconds remaining. The Lightning 54 plays. Townsville 51. Mm. So Who has possession? That's the critical issue here, isn't it? Seven seconds to go in that, uh, in that uh, game and a three-point... Joe Hill just missed a two-point shot. And we've just game missed over. Game over. over. So, for Kerry Graff, step number one, Townsville getting a... Uh, sorry, Adelaide getting a win over Townsville. That the is good news. Need. But the Caps have to go to Adelaide, they have to go to Bulleen, and they have to keep winning. That's right. As we see, Tolo was then who knocked down another two foul shots for Canberra. As it goes over the top from Didac inside Abbott Abbott fade away jump shot over the top of Jackson it was a little bit too hard and it will see another turnover so as the Capitals continuing to put the pressure on Townsville Tolo can't make the shot but Wilson now making the move and stealing the ball under the basket on the rebound Wilson Tolo Wilson kick out to Pereira back inside no one on Tolo now uh, they really need a timeout here, Logan, because now they're starting to follow the ball. It's like an under eight game all over again. Yeah, look, just the defensive rotations and poor communication from Logan there, and, you know, it's trouble for them. Great wrestle between Abbott and Tolo. Abbott oh. gets the points this time. Yeah, 23 trails, 34 as the Lightning with uh, a couple of new players on there. Susie Bates is out there as well as Jackson uh, starts the drive and then kicks it to Hurst Hurst inside to Jackson outside to Pereira Pereira puts up the three Jackson oh she couldn't finish it off but pulled down the rear Pereira this is coming rugby Jeremy oh, hits the ground there was a line jumped out of him there I think yeah. <laughs> as Hurst knocks down the three and look, this is starting to open up the Canberra, as you can see, with the focus of people going inside, that it's really drawing that defence into the paint and opening up the players around the perimeter of the Canberra. They're not pushing full court now, Canberra. They're letting Veal come back out. Oh, Hurst hits the ground. Purcell has time to put up the three-point shot. She makes it. So 37-26 here in favour of the Capitals. As we know, Adelaide going down to the fire over there in Adelaide earlier tonight. It's Adelaide beat the fire. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Correction. Adelaide putting out the fire That's earlier the tonight. 54-51. Wilson now inside to Jackson. Jackson over the top of Didac. <laughs> Didac would have been 
being a Lithuanian, they absolutely adore Lauren Jackson over there. And she would be thinking, this is fantastic. But Didac swearing now as she walks off the floor. She's <laughs> very unhappy. She's and, not uh, a happy kid. I, I think this timeout was probably two minutes too late. 39 plays, 26 here at Southern Cross Stadium. And as we look at some of the FIBA stats, you've got Cap shooting at 43%, uh, Logan shooting at 33%. Cap's still 100% from the free throw line. Abbott with 6 points. Uh, sorry, with 8 points is the leading scorer. Jackson now with 12. And, uh, you know, Casey Smith and uh, who else with 5 points? Uh, not yeah. I think that would be Natalie Purcell with 5 points. As uh, I just checked the box score there, yes, Purcell, oh sorry, and Kristen Beal and Natalie Purcell, all with five points apiece. So, yeah, and the critical uh, stats there is the rebounding, Can- Canberra clearly doing a better job on the boards, and the, and the points in the paint is the other glaring thing, as we cross to Simon. Graffy <laughs> are much, much happier with their defensive transition, wants them to... Um, she said three or four times during the timeout, make sure we stay on Veely, make sure we shut down Veely, make sure we put the pressure on Veely. So she clearly sees Kristen as a, as a threat and, you know, the impetus of this uh, Logan team, which is right on the money. It is indeed. And, uh, well, you have to be amazed that Veely has got the stamina to be able to play at this, at this kinetic pace for as long as she can. Veal, bounce pass. Bishop trying to reach around Abbott and Abbott has won the day as she kept the ball low and away and that will be I think the second foul on Abby Bishop second personal so so good to see that they're um, you know, aggressively trying to get in and, and get the uh, steal but you know, sometimes you just have to make that decision and uh, pull out of it <laughs> inside Susie Bates gets the ball now you've got to remember they are missing Graham who is a starter from this outfit oh Didak Jackson has given away the foul there, but Didac, I don't know whether that was a pass or a shot. They're calling it a shot. Yeah. The lowest shot I've seen. I don't know that the contact... I think it was certainly a shot, Craig, and it was just that the contact from Jackson on the arm in the shot action just basically took her out of her action, and that's why it uh, was a very flat-looking looking shot. Uh, well, <laughs> it's caps with the advantage. Oh, did she make any then? No, unfortunately... Doesn't help Logan's Doesn't cause at all. Well, uh, Hurst now going to uh, Abrams. Abrams gets her hand off from Bishop as they work it around. Still, the Caps just, well, they've played around and lost it there, but really, it's, it's pretty lacklustre. Hurst trying to go all the way and Bishop just uh, rejects it. Oh. Comes back and makes the shot. Yeah, great recovery from Veal. She got blocked, got the possession and able to see, uh, I think he was Abbott under the basket. Just incredible vision from her to find that player. Baby gets knocked to the floor. No whistle on the play there. Um, Caps with another yeah. offensive board. Certainly hurts uh, Logan when they have to play, you know, a couple of defensive sets in each. Hurst. down the floor. Goes onto the right 45, Bibby. Back now to Abrams. Inside to Jackson. Oh, a little bit too flat that time. And Purcell comes up with the rebound. 39-28 here at Southern Cross Stadium. There's a huge crowd in to watch this game. 
Veal and Hurst Hurst in a 200th game Veal well she's 7 points for the game now and it is a 9 point ball game in favour of the Caps yeah look full credit to Logan they really haven't let Capitals get out by much more than, than 10 at any point in this game so they're hanging in there They've never looked like they're really in control of it, but they're hanging in there. They are. Veal, Abbott, inside to Didak. Jackson giving Didak no room to work. She was behind the backboard when she put that shot up. And Bishop came up with an easy rebound. Kicks it left. Inside from Abrams goes to Jackson. Jackson, 41 points for the Capitals. Lauren, 14 for the game. And she's getting good minutes again tonight. Yeah. Still trying to play herself into that fitness. We see Abbott uh, penetrate hard and convert that, so that's good. She is, and I think, you know, that uh, they do need to make sure that Jackson's playing into some game fitness coming into the final series. So even though you'd be looking at this game and going, well, she's got to back up against Adelaide on Sunday, you still want to start racking up some minutes, getting some, uh, you know, aerobic fitness and game fitness happening for her so that uh, come down the stretch when we're up against the Bulleens and Sydneys and what have you uh, in the final series, then uh, she's got some of that um, fitness there that she needs to get through. Yeah, and let's not forget, Bulleen versus Bendigo is going to be an interesting game tonight. It's at Bulleen, so we'll keep an eye on that game as well for you. It started a little while ago, and the Boomers, too, trail the Spirit 5 in the first 1 minute 40 seconds of that game. And look at that, 5 points, and Lauren King's uh, scored them all. She had a good outing last week, I think it was. She's really starting to find her... Uh, I guess her, her, her form or her fit or whatever at the right time of the season for Bendigo. Simon. Yeah, this time Graffy's talking about uh, Bianca Abbott. She's got 12 points now. She wasn't to deny any sort of high entry post for her because she's been catching it in the high post and then going to work and getting some results from there. But again, she's talking about Veely. She sees Veely still as the key to, to shutting down their offense. They is just amazing the way Veely's going about her business. Next game on the Capitals Radio Network for broadcast is next Friday night, Capitals versus Perth here from the Southern Cross Stadium. Then it's over to Adelaide for Adelaide versus Canberra. We uh, know it's a big, big finale to the season because the Caps take on Bulleen in the last round. Tolo jacks it up in heavy traffic over the top of Didek and she makes the shot. So the Caps move to 43 playing 32 so 11 points the difference here as Logan goes for a Didac long range shot and uh, well Bishop and Bibby raffle it <laughs> Bibby comes up with it yeah, she did <laughs> experience there's <laughs> Caps working it around the arc went to Abrams then to Pereira back to Bishop Bishop for three off to the right she does her own rebounding though throws it back in and I think it's going to come off Andrews and that was good work Bishop was smart enough to know she was going out of bounds she threw in a prayer hard enough that it hit the opposition and go back out again that's right and you know this is one of the things you look at this Canberra lineup and their bigs are able to uh you know, step outside and, and take the three and, and they're consistent at knocking them down as we see Kristen Beal go to the bench for some well-earned rest I don't think she'll sit there for too long, Craig No, I don't think so Tolo! Nice move around in the bay, in the paint yeah. and this is just absolutely uh, one of the highlights of the game it's the post it's the uh, post work of Bishop, Tolo and Jackson tonight 
right. Point to the paint now. 24 plays 12. Yeah. That's right, and you know just the size and experience that Canberra has in the in the paint against this Logan group um, will take its toll. As we see Didek uh, taking a break, and Holly Smith coming back out onto the floor. As Purcell looking to bring it in goes to Cassie Smith. Now Cassie Smith, I can't see Veal out there. She is getting a break. As Purcell, oh, air ball. That was short of the basket and bounces over the baseline. That's right, yeah. You know, just thinking about the big girls last night, this Logan group played Sydney where they had to match up against Porter and Bakovic Brown, so it's been a tough weekend for them already. As Pereira goes to Abrams. Oh, good finish. Abrams finishes it off beautifully. It's nice to see her driving down the lanes with that sort of confidence. As at the other end, Andrews can't get onto a, a long, hard pass. Well, that was fortunate for Canberra because their defensive transition was poor and just that Logan couldn't actually connect on the transition pass. So, so Pereira calls horns, gets the screen from Tolo, goes back to the right to give it to Abrams. Abrams to Wilson. Wilson nails the three. And I tell you what, Lauren Jackson is standing in the air. They're at 50 points already with uh, a minute left to play in this half. The Caps are looking for a big score tonight as Abbott gets the bounce pass in from Andrews. Abbott works in the paint, gets oh, the shooter's roll. Nice little Abbott. baby look over the top of Bishop there. So, uh, you know, she's smart and knew that she wouldn't be able to go up over the top and just a nice sweet little baby hook. 15 point ball game, 50 plays, 35. Pereira over the top, gives it to Bishop outside to Wilson. Bishop pulls down the rebound that's been tapped out of her hand by Andrews uh, as I said it was tapped out of her hand now that's an interesting one because that is contact but it wasn't played so by my reckoning it should have been either out by Andrews or a foul on Bishop as Purcell coast to coast nice drive good penetration and uh, just poor defensive rotation from Canberra there Pereira over the top trying to go to Bishop foul has been called not sure whether it's going to go on to Purcell. Holly Smith, no, it's I'd going say. On Holly Smith. So that's her third. Yeah, and that's the problem for um, Logan. And you know, Smith was just caught out of position then, and uh, had to really hold Bishop to stop her getting an open lane to the basket. And unfortunately, the referee saw it on that occasion. She so, takes a rest. Yep, Smith sits down. As Abrams inbound pass, I thought that came off Toller's hand then. It didn't. It's uh, been tapped out. Must have been Andrews directly in front of Tolo. And uh, Abrams now takes the push to the baseline, then goes back to Wilson. Around to Hurst. Hurst puts it on the dribble. Cassie Smith watching her. Bounce pass to Bishop. Bishop faked the pass back to Hurst, then went the other side to Wilson. Tolo jacks up the shot. Doesn't fall. And no buzzer beater this time. It is half time. 50 plays, 37. The cap shooting at 45%. And so is Logan. The caps are 5 from 13 outside the arc. Logan, and 3 from 9. It's 9 from 9, the caps from the free throw line. 8 from 10 for the Thunder. Assists, 8 to the caps, 5 to Logan. Steals, 5 to the caps, 2 to Logan. Blocks, 3 to the caps, 1 to Logan. Turnovers. As we've lost the Four to one. <laughs> As we just quickly go across to Bulleen and the Spirit. Bulleen 
16, the Spirit 19. So that, that's a, that looks like a great game. Lauren King's having a, a whale of a game with eight points. Lise Penaluna's come into her own now with nine points for Bulleen. Hannah Zavik's had three rebounds. So that goes to show that the mobility is becoming more and more critical under the basket. Absolutely. And I think, you know, just looking back across the um, evolution of the WNBL and, and the sort of the style and games that's played, certainly the big players in this league now cannot afford to just grind away and bump away all night inside the paint. They have to have the agility and flexibility to be able to you know, step outside and put the ball on the floor and penetrate or take the open jumper when it comes their way. So the game's certainly evolved and, and it needs to for Australia to compete at international level, which we now do consistently and very well. That's the interesting thing as Simon Peters joins us from the sideline and Simon, uh, we've seen a game tonight, the Caps hitting 50 points in the first half and that's just been what Kerry Graff wants these girls to do, she wants them to be relentless, she wants them to be ruthless, she wants them to score another 50 at least in the second half. Yeah, but I think equally so, we've got Logan with 37. So they're looking down the barrel of a 74-point game at the moment. That's pretty hard. That, that is something Graffy will not be happy with. Um, I think Graffy, I, I think she still subscribes to the to the 64 golden equation. That if you keep a team below 64 points, then you're a really good chance of beating them. Um, yeah, absolutely. The scoring is great. I mean, it's it's kind of a stark comparison to the other big game tonight, which saw Adelaide with only 54 for the entire game. Townsville with 51 so you get the feeling that that was a pretty intense struggle over there Sam Wilson leading scorer with 16 points yeah. Kayla Francis with 15 you see if, we can look at, with 14. if we could look at um, shooting percentages for that game and see if it was just a, not a lot of shots going up or a lot of bad shooting Lani Cox with 22 points Look, I think the thing with that, Simon, is the fact that, you know, Townsville are renowned for their gritty defensive game. And any time they step out on the floor, you know that they're going to restrict teams offensively. The big issue that they have is whether they can compete, compete offensively. So I'm not surprised that that's a particularly low-scoring game. Well, looking at that, though, too, plenty of shots went up. Uh, Lightning shooting at 31. Townsville shot at 25% for the game and only lost by three points. Kelly Bebelakwe here tonight, of course, the former captain hey, she is, yep. championship player. We might have to get you to have a chat to her, Simon. See if we can drag her down. See if we can drag her in <laughs> to the uh, commentary box. All tied up there in Bullion at the Benito Club. 19 points apiece. That's a really um, a big game too because the, the two previous meetings, obviously Bullion have won, but I think only by 10 and 7. So, that's right. You know, that's two or three shots. That's a close game. Next Friday night, Townsville plays Sydney. That game, uh, Coach Graff wants Townsville to win. That gives them a game clear. Canberra play Perth. Now, in actual fact, uh, Sydney, who played last night, have got a game... Canberra have got a game in hand really yep. until the Adelaide game so once we get to the Adelaide game really Canberra can't be sure of that second place well, it's pretty much um, you know they need to win everything we'll see if we can't have a few words with Tully as uh, 
Tully heads over here now. Tully thought she was going to the drinks box to have a bit of a relax and, and drinks, but she's going to have a quick chat with Craig. All right. Uh, it's great to see you back here, Tully, back in Australia, uh, enjoying, what, a short break? A very short break, and it's great to be, great to be back here. And uh, this stadium is just full of memories, and uh, it, it's giving me a few chills right now. Obviously, I was not expecting to, to be participating at all in today's today's game but uh, a few little shakes now. Well I, I, I think the crowd we haven't seen this sort of a crowd since you were here so you've obviously rung up said everyone hey I'm coming back to town and they've all said well we'll meet you at the game tally Well I'm sure Lauren Jackson has uh, probably a lot more to do with that than anything else but and you know it's just fantastic to see Lauren back in the Canberra Capitals uniform. I, I mean if she were to play in Australia I just couldn't picture her in any other uniform apart from a cap. Well it's it's getting harder and harder to keep her here, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because the world has so much money available to get a player of her stature. Well, that's right. And, uh, you know, Europe is definitely where, as a professional basketball player, that's where you make your majority of your money. I mean, the WNBA are lucky that they can keep the great players in the States as well. But, I mean, that really, when it comes down to it, Europe is where the, the money is. And I guess a set of, a set of circumstances also... Um, some unfortunate circumstances um, with Lauren choosing to stay in Australia as well with Shatai, yeah. the Russian, um, the Russian manager who she was very close to. Um, you know, it was very you know shocking news to hear about you know his passing, and you know I think that uh, you know it, that really hit Lauren pretty pretty hard, and it was you know, probably a good time for her to come and we'll spend some time in Australia. You know, anyone that you're calling Popper, you've got a fantastic relationship with. Oh, and sure. it, it was a terrible set of circumstances, of course. The demand, and I've not been to Europe and not seen what it's like over there, but I imagine the demand on a player, although you have got a lot more high-profile players over there because of the money there, you're still putting a lot more physical demand on yourself. Where here, Loz is able to manage the injuries a bit better, I would imagine. Definitely. I mean, teams over in Europe, because you are getting paid you know, some very good dollars, you do train every day. Some, some clubs do train twice a day. And then, obviously, with, with clubs that uh, the top players are involved with, they do play in European Cups, so they're travelling away to different countries as well. So there's a lot of travel, a lot of wear and tear on the body. Obviously, you know, here in Australia, you train three times a week, play one or two games on the weekend, so it's definitely a lot more. And, and obviously, with the injury issues that Lauren has overcome, this has probably been the perfect season for her to come back to Australia. And Now... We, we talk about WNBA and, and, and you're still enjoying a WNBA career. I think you, you put two years on yourself when you left the Caps. Mm-hmm. We're now talking about three years since you left the Caps and you're still enjoying it? You're still having a ball? I'm, I'm still loving it, but uh, I, I have this, uh, this next season is my last under contract and I am definitely feeling that it'll be my last. I've started to venture into different... Um, I guess projects uh, I, I enjoy doing commentating I've been doing a few side commentating duties with a couple of the college teams yep. around Indianapolis and I, I just love it I love so the it's media it's one of my favourite cities there but that's because of uh, 16th and George Street more <laughs> so than uh, well, what about Hinkle, the arena what about Hinkle uh, Fieldhouse uh, does that uh, I've been there good memories as well I, I've, uh, if that used to be the Hoosier Dome mm-hmm. um, I've been there once but it was in January, yes. and there were things going round and round, not you guys running up and down. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a, sort of a different experience of Indianapolis to what you've enjoyed oh, yeah. over the years. It's but a great uh, city. 
it, it's an interesting city. It's a sport mad city. It definitely is. How yeah. do you go with that profile? Do you have like in Canberra? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's totally Bob It's it, it's it's like when we see a Brumby and that sort of thing. The capitals here. It, I, I mean, I've been fortunate as well being an Aussie. The Americans love the, the Australians. They just want to hear us talk all the time. But I, I've been with Indiana Fever for five years now, and they really did embrace me as soon as I arrived, which was just fantastic. And so I've done a lot of work in the community, especially this off-season. I've been the only Indiana Fever player still staying around town. So the, I've been utilized for appearances left, right, and center. But I myself have started up my own basketball camps did our first one in uh, in December just before, I mean sorry yes December just before Christmas seems like a long time ago now <laughs> so I'm starting up bustle camps at the same time trying to pursue the media aspect of it and we'll also keep the door open to possibly staying involved with the, with the WNBA at a coaching level with these sorts of moves and particularly when you get into coaching does that make it harder to come home are you need, do you need to be able to establish yourself there? I do. I, I do need to establish myself there, and I have basically now based myself in, in Indianapolis. Um, there are so many opportunities for me to get into that I just cannot come back to Australia and then you know try and obviously yep. make a few dollars at the same time to pay the bills. So. You know, that's another reason why uh, I've chosen to stay in Indianapolis. Well, Tully, I appreciate the time you've given us tonight. Have a safe trip home. Uh, do you get to see a few more games before you go? Or? Well, I was in Sydney last night where I watched yep. the Logan team uh, play against the Sydney Flames. Obviously, tonight, uh, backing it up against the Caps is pretty tough, but uh, this, these are the only two games that I will see, and obviously we'll catch some other games on ABC TV. Well, we look forward to uh, seeing you back here very soon. Of course, we can follow you all year round uh, on the wagic uh, of the World Wide Web as uh, Indiana do battle again in the WNBA. Well, hopefully this time around we can go one step, one step further and uh, win the championship. So it'll be well, a nice way to finish the career on. A couple more rings before you finish. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to Tully Bevelacqua. We appreciate her time here tonight with us on sportradio.com.au Tally, a great sport there and uh, I know she had a lot of people she was trying to catch up with but uh, always very giving of a time when she was a player and now post-playing career. Absolutely and you know what a fantastic player she's been for um, Australian women's basketball all over the world in this league and when she's been back in the country and and also representing as an Australian Opal so uh, fantastic to have some time of hers. Bulling 25 Spirit 19. So, what we were expecting, Bulleen to start pulling away, is what we've got there. Bulleen's shooting at 50%, and they've only had 20, uh, 50 shots at the end of the. Sorry, they've only had 20 shots at the end of the first quarter. Yeah, that's right. But again, you know, as you would expect in a Bulleen Bendigo matchup, points in the paint is a, is a key difference in the stats there that we can see, and also the rebound count. So. Um, be interesting to see if Spirit can hang in there, and and we know that it's being played in Bendigo. At the Bendigo Club. At, is it in Bendigo or is it Bendigo Club? Oh, sorry, it's sorry. In sorry, I thought it was it down at Bendigo. Boomer's yeah, yeah. home game. Boomer's home game. So, yeah, had it been at Bendigo, you would think that maybe there'd be that you know coming down the stretch that Bendigo crowd getting behind them and uh, might be enough to get them over the line, but it might be a little tougher at uh, the Benito Club. Benito Club, sorry, uh, my pronunciation is the killer there. <laughs> As the Caps are warming up, both teams actually warming up back out here on Southern Cross Stadium, and 
Well, we're looking forward to bringing you all the action next Friday night here from Southern Cross Stadium where it's the Caps up against the Perth Lynx and it's a resurgent Perth Lynx after they defeated Dandenong last round. They did. They had a good win against uh, Dandenong and uh, I'm sure they'll be coming over here looking uh, forward to getting out and again, you know, trying to, to be really competitive against what is going to be a finals team. They probably, you know, in terms of their overall results for the season are sitting around the bottom of the ladder but, uh, you know, any team in this league, as we've talked about previously, Craig, can come out on a given night and uh, get a result. Perth play Townsville tomorrow, so the Doomsday Double yeah. is uh, is certainly going to be uh, on the cards for Townsville if Perth can play at their best. I know that match is live streamed as well on LS. L- LMSC, I think. LMSC, so local well, media. Our, our, our local media will give them a plug here on Sport Radio, and uh, you can watch that Townsville game. I know there's a lot of people in Canberra. Remember Coach Buckle for his many years of understudying to Kerry uh, uh, Graff, and now it's taken him probably one season to get up to speed, but gee, he's uh, really got that team clicking along. Absolutely has, and I think, you know, unfortunately for Peter this season, uh, losing Rowie Cox uh, was a bit of at the beginning of the season and not getting her back until just before Christmas, I think she played her first game back, um, took its toll of them, but hey, they were at the start of the season, without Rowie, they were winning games, and particularly tough on their home court and getting wins that, uh, you know probably were unexpected by some yep. but um, she, you know, they, they do a great job and we talked about the low score, that's a reflection on the way that um, Peter Buckle coaches those girls, it's that up and in gritty defence that he likes them to play uh, and when you think about it coach uh, coach um, Ma is a defensive coach coach Buckle, a defensive coach we're seeing a shootout here tonight and Grappy is a defensive coach but she won't uh, she she never tries to stifle a player and she does let them make a lot of shots where I think a lot of other players a lot of other coaches sorry are a lot more determined and dog dog um, have a lot more dogma about defense 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 she is willing to let a team go and shoot their way to a win even though as Simon rightly said before she does uh, she does work on the 64 point rule. Oh, she does, you know, and I think she's a defensive coach, but I also think that she gives her players the freedom um, around the fact that if you've got an open look and you're confident, then, you know, 95% of the time, she wants you to take that. She believes in players, you know, having the confidence in their own abilities to be able to make decisions out on the floor and to be able to take the offensive opportunities when they come their way. Now, can we get a feel minute watch as I tell you that it's Abrams, Hurst, Wilson, Bishop and also Jackson out there for the Capitals who have first use of the ball. Wilson's got it now on the right wing. Then it's Hurst. Then it's Bishop. Back now to Abrams. Abrams from the free throw line. Doesn't drop but Bishop. Does a good work on the rebound. Oh, Abrams thought about the three and then threw it a mile in front of the 200 gamer in Natalie Hurst. That's right. She's quick but she's not that quick, Craig. So that'll be Thunderball from the sideline. Purcell inbounds it to Veal who has direct uh, Abbott and also Cassie Smith out there. So Abbott leading scorer for Logan with 14 points. Purcell knocks it down. That's nine points for Purcell in the game, and that's the first score for the half. 50 plays 39. Ah, uh, Bishop 
Just too quick for uh, Abbott there. Put the ball on the floor and just straight to the basket. Nice easy two for her. Was indeed. As now Cassie Smith getting harassed by Hurst. Over the top. Eventually gets the ball into the hands of Beal. Wilson watching her. Beal takes on Wilson. Oh, it gets caught on a treble in the paint. Just no one helped her out. No one got into her 45 then to give her a passing option. Absolutely. She had it back to basket. So she, she wasn't going to get a pivot because she'd already planted a pivot foot she yeah. basically pivoted into a, having a back to basket and, and no no one uh, pressure releasing for her there at all yeah. as Bishop outlets to Abrams oh, Jackson from the top of the arc she had a foot on the line though so it was a long range two in the end 54 plays 39 we see uh, Abrams the play. called for a block there on Veal they're guarding her pretty closely tonight. Yeah, first personal foul on Kelly Abrams, Kristen Beal. She'll walk over and uh, just give her a tap in a moment. <laughs> in fact, uh, well, she Abrams went to the ground, so Veal gets the inbound pass. She is the general. Abbott on Jackson. That's a mismatch. Veal gets around Hurst and knocks yeah. it down. Hurst is just... Caught up on the screen action there and Veal, uh, you know, pulled up nicely and knocked down that open J. Hurst Abrams, back to Jackson. Back off to Wilson. Wilson drives to the right-hand elbow. Can't get the shooters right. Oh, good tap from Abrams and uh, gets it to Jackson on the rebound. She's unable to make it. Yeah, Jackson shot over the basket that time. Purcell came up the rebound. Goes to Veal. Smith, dump off. Oh, call for a travel, Cassie Smith. Yeah, just saw the pressure defence coming at her and... Uh, gave it a shuffle. Gave it a little bit of a shuffle and uh, called for the travel there. 54, plays 41 here at Southern Cross Stadium. Caps versus Logan. Hurst, bounce pass to Wilson, left 45. Around the arc to Jackson. Jackson takes the three. Jackson is just absolutely embarrassing Didac now. And she's doing it. She's going, if you're not going to stand on me, girl... Bang, I'm going to hit threes well, all night. Well, Didax, you know, she gets up and face guards her to try and prevent her taking the open perimeter shot and Jackson's too quick and just burns her. She's caught in nowhere land there and, uh, you know, she has to make a decision about what she's going to do. Purcell with a good drive of the basket. Wilson slaps the hand and that is Wilson's first personal foul. Purcell will go to the line to shoot too. Yeah, that's right. And look, Natalie Purcell's been pretty consistent for Logan. She's... Uh, Certainly last night, 18 points for them. And tonight she's put in a pretty good solid effort and, uh, you know, scoring some points for them. Seven-point seven run for the Capitals, though. Yeah. That first basket ends it. And she makes two. 57 plays 43. As Hurst sets up on the right, 45. Cassie Smith tries to stop. Jackson again. Just can't get the shooter's roll though, but Burnt Didek. Jackson now back in defence will stop Purcell. Purcell pulls up the three-point arc, right 45. Goes to Abbott at the top of the arc. Call for travel. Not respected by the referees that time. As Aveal. Bounce pass inside low to uh, Purcell is forced. Hurst taps it back. Bianca Abbott slaps Bishop's hands. And no malice in it, but it was a fairly 
good contact there. The crowd heard it. It was, and look, you know, Hurst was uh, open for that layup and her big steps coming behind her and knew that she had Bishop running the lane hard and dumped it off to Bishop. I thought, you can wear this one I'm not going to. Bibby <laughs> <laughs> uh, checks in for Abrams here. Caps shooting at uh, still around the 40s. I just need to update. Caps shooting at 44% as... Bishop makes the first. There's still a hundred at the free throw line, and that will mean that they've scored 11 points from the free throw line. 43 plays 59. Yeah. Full court pressure again by the Caps. Now this is insult injury. Beal drops the ball onto a foot, and oh, that's interesting. Beal dropped the ball onto her foot, and or oh, onto Abbott's foot, and. They're getting it back. Well, not sure what. Oh, look, they're used to those kind of calls after last week's effort on the Sydney game as Vila makes the most of the opportunity and just pulls out of the foul line and knocks down the two. <laughs> as, uh, it goes down. Oh, it's uh, contact there. Natalie Purcell just knocked uh, Vilo in her head. So that will be a third personal foul on Natalie Purcell. Yeah. As Abbott checks out. And who checked back in there? Didac, Holly Smith. Holly Smith. Didac, Cathy Smith, Holly Smith as Purcell and Veal. Wilson gets the inbound ball, lobs over the top to Jackson, outlet to Bibby. No one on Bibby. Oh, double-handed pump shot that time from <laughs> Bibby. It didn't go in. Get rid of that. Goes back to Hurst for three. Off the iron. Veal comes down with it. And Hurst makes incidental contact that sees Hurst getting a foul. Crowd not liking that and uh, really in the ear of Hurst there. That's great stuff. Yeah, look, and they're both just having a little bit of a laugh about that one and... Uh... Jackson doing up a shoelaces at the other end. Haynes <laughs> comes in for Purcell. As full court pressure on Thunder as Veal and Cassie Smith work it out of the backcourt. Now it's Bibby on Veal. What can Veal do with Bibby? Oh, gets a good screen from Didak, and Veal finishes it off. And she's starting to make her mark on the scoreboard as well as just in terms of leadership and what have you. Oh, good work from Cassie Smith. Gets a hand in the passing lane when it was going to Jackson, but Jackson is able to go back and get it. Gives it off to Bibby. Bibby into the paint. Oh, Oh, Jackson up the shot. Oh, Jackson's getting hammered in there. He's got four on one and still got a shot away. Didn't fall. Feels off to the races. Over the top. Alley-oop to Didak. Doesn't fall. And this time it's over the baseline from Holly Smith. Timeout being called. I think it's called, yeah, by uh, Coach Graff. Yeah, look, it's it's interesting. We saw it last week, I think, that... um I'll talk about the referees in last week's game just for a moment, I think, Craig. And, uh, you know, I thought that last week the refereeing wasn't up to the standard of the game and that they really struggled to adapt their refereeing to what they had on the floor and that they had a real international big girls game going on with Bakovic Brown and Porter and Jackson and what have you. And I think they, they struggled to adjust it last week. Now, but does and the referee has to adjust to the girls? Or does the referee call the game and the players have to adjust to the referee? Well, well, they call the game and the, and the girls have to adjust to it. 
But what they failed to do was be consistent, and that's the real issue. And they're just not used to having those big girls, those big bodies that are that quick out on the floor banging against each other. And they really struggled with that, that aspect of the game last week, I think. And, and just tonight, what I'm seeing again is that a Jackson, who, yes, she's a great player and she's a superstar, but you can't allow four girls to hang off her arms and not call it just for that reason. Let's, let's go to Simon. Well, Coach Shaney's happy with their offensive transition. He said they're doing really well when they're moving the ball down the floor and they're, they're um, pushing that defense, making count up the back pedal. So basically, he's trying to run a whole lot of plays with a bit of a loop offense. He wants to try to, as much as possible, take Jackson out of it. And I might just add that I'm not just talking about Jackson. It happened to Bakovic Brown last week as well. So, you know, I think it's an issue for the league generally. All right. Then we're hopefully going to see more of these big bodies continuing in the WNBL. So, obviously, it needs to be looked at by the authorities. Bibby now goes to Jackson. Jackson's got Haynes in her back there as Bibby Wilson. Wilson gets around Hayes and puts up the shot at short. Tolo lets it fall, but Hayes gets into the passing line, kicks it off to Beal. Now Beal's got the skates on. Hurst gets in front of her. Beal steps around her, dumps it backwards, and oh, Smith is good enough to get there. 14 seconds on the shot clock. Hayes to Didak, over the top. Shot made. Now, that's a good indication. Uh, Tolo came over late, hit the arms of Didak. The shot was gone. That's a no call in any game, but all too often. Ball shots in the air, and they call late contact. Wrong. Good time that time, Rick. <laughs> Good one that time. They got it right that occasion. Yeah. And Didak got the two, importantly, for the Thunder. 50, uh, 59 plays 49 here at the Southern Cross Stadium. So, definitely Canberra getting back into this game. Logan lead in the quarter, 12 to 9 points, with about four and a half minutes remaining. 10-point ball game, ball out over the side. Pereira, Wilson comes off. Pereira, Hurst, Abrams, Jackson and Tolo. You've got Andrews as Cassie Smith comes off. Didak, Hayes and Holly Smith with Beal. Inbound ball to Tolo. Hand off to Pereira. Pereira for three. That's net. And Pereira finds her range. 62 plays 49. Oh, Jackson on the steal. Gives it to Pereira. Now Pereira's got... Uh, Abrams, oh, she got herself into trouble and Hurst has to get her out. Pereira now, Jackson. Hey, Abrams for three off the side of the iron. Talo with a good board. Putback doesn't drop and Pereira comes up with a rebound. So padding the stats there, the Caps. Some more rebounds. <laughs> As Beal kicks it to Jackson inside to Talo. Talo takes on Hayes and I think Hayes has been going for the foul. Uh, Beal? Oh, does that feel so? Yep. So Veal called for the foul, and Tolo will shoot too. First foul on Kristen Veal tonight. Yeah, and it's not like she hasn't been in amongst the action defensively either, so, uh, you know, that just, I think, reflects her experience of being able to play smart. Timeout called by the Logan Thunder as Simon goes to have a listen to what Coach Graff is going to be talking about. Now, I'll just go through some stats. Jackson with 19 points, Bishop with 10, Bianca Abbott with 14 points, hasn't added since half-time, Beal's got 13, Purcell with 11, rebounds, Beal with 6, Purcell with 5. Now, they're not post players. Aren't no. post players supposed to get the rebounds? 
everyone's supposed to rebound and you would expect your post to probably pick up a few more but you look at a veal or someone like that and she's very effective at getting the box out and she anticipates where the ball's going to fall so she is a good rebounder in the same way that Natalie Hurst often comes up with uh, you know in the top four or five rebounders for the Capitals group so seven rebounds for Jackson and Bibby leading the Capitals Bishop is with five so points in the paint, 28 to 22. It's really started to lift from Logan in this quarter. Logan leading the quarter by one point at the moment. That's right, and I guess, you know, that uh, Capitals are playing some of their bench players, and we'll just cross to Simon. Yeah, Graffy again talking about trying to shut them down at, the, at their offensive end. She's still not happy with the Caps' defence. 50 points they've got now, four minutes left. It's uh, looking to be a big score for both teams but she just really wants them to shut them down oh Tolo first miss from the free throw line tonight sorry first break. miss from uh, Mariana Tolo tonight at the free throw line makes the second 63 plays 50 as Veal works it into the front court Abrams and Veal they were two teammates only oh. a few years ago although it's getting more like six years ago now <laughs> it is that's right it's quite a oh good hand in the pass oh. line Didak lands on uh, that's a big body to uh, have fall on top of you isn't it Craig yeah. <laughs> so the captain just gets up adjusts her hairband she's not letting it show any sign of pain Didak gets her second personal foul which is also interesting because she's been in the thick of it as well well, she certainly has, and uh, she's going to actually take a break now, and, and, and Abbott will come back out onto the floor for her, as we see her bringing the ball up for Canberra. Hurst zigzags, goes left, got Bishop at the top of the arc, goes right to Pereira. Pereira trying to get around Field. Field kicks the ball out over the baseline. As Boomers, 42, play Spirit. 38 with a minute 14 remaining in the half. Inbound Pereira goes across. Hurst drives into the paint. Outlet pass goes to Abrams. Back to Hurst. Over the top to Bishop. Outside to Abrams. Abrams faked the three. Lost control of the dribble. I thought that was a travel then. It goes back to Hurst. Outside goes back to Abrams. Talking oh, about looping plays. <laughs> <laughs> There's right. plenty of loops there from the Capitals. And it was good defence from uh, Logan to you know, ensure that they didn't get an easy option out of that one. Holly Smith now goes right to Hayes. Hayes takes on Tolo, drives the lane. Good and finish. Gets the yeah, good finish. Tolo's got a long reach and we've seen her blocking a lot of shots. And uh, it's interesting there that she uh, was able to get that one off against Tolo. As Hurst inside to Bishop. Bishop just swatted at Kristen Veal. Abrams tried to get the rebound. Hayes comes up with it. And it goes now to Andrews. Andrews kicks over the top to Hayes. Hayes loses the dribble. She has to come back and wait for it. Andrews back to Abbott. Abbott then goes left to give it to Veal. Veal gets a screen from Abbott. Goes into the paint. Takes on Tolo. Just a little bit too far away. Tolo taps it back to Hurst. And Hurst is off the races now. Hurst pulls up. Works around. Oh, Andrew's got a screen off her own player that time. And kicks it. Pereira, Tolo with the baby hook. Pereira pulls down the board. Goes out to Abrams to calls Horn's reverse. No, back to Horn's standard now. Goes back. Oh, Abrams just took on the drive. I don't know where she was going to go there. There's two <laughs> players standing in front of her. She was smart enough to draw the foul out of Hazer. That's right. 
drew the foul and I guess if you draw on two defensive players the plan was to kick it out to whoever was that opened but uh, there we go Tolo's taking a break she's had some good minutes for Canberra tonight yes important minutes too and uh, interesting to see how far the Caps will go down their bench they've had Beattie on they've got Pereira on now they've got Bibby on but they've still got what Romeo and um, Lewis Lewis and Graham uh, is it Bowley or Lewis? it's what Lewis Lewis <laughs> it's still Bowley on the official stats ok there you go <laughs> Hannah well Hannah Lewis comes into the game I think yep no, no Carly no. Wilson back on the floor Veal is watched by Hurst as she brings it in straight up the centre now Hurst not letting it get away Didak tried to put up the screen oh great cut on the baseline Andrews kicks it out to Hayes Hayes can't get the shot to drop Didak comes down with a rebound Didak puts the shot up over Jackson Jackson will get the rebound contact there and Didak's been caught for it I thought that was two two bodies going at it then yeah look I think it probably was and it was just unfortunate that uh Momentum was going the way of Jackson, I guess. Jackson and uh, Veal just in an embrace in the centre of the court that time as uh, the Caps have got thunder in the bonus here and they walk the floor yeah. on that foul. Very good friends, Jackson and, and Veal, and have been for a very, very long time. Since their shoot days. Since their shoot days, Ooh, that's right. Jackson with a very flat free throw and uh, sh- that one rattles out. She hasn't done much free throw shooting, I guess, tonight. Second one rattles out as well. Bishop gets the tap away, but Hayes was good enough to get back there. Veal pushes it long, oh, hard. Touchdown Didak, yeah. No, no, it wasn't Didak, it was uh, Abbott. Oh, uh, Andrews tried to get in the passing lane, so back and forth on the intercepts, and Pereira comes up with it for the Capitals. So Andrews watching Pereira as Bishop calling for the screen. Inside now, outside. Wilson has time to put up the three. Oh, it's flat and it rattles off. Hayes off to the races. No, Wilson gets a hand in there on the pass and taps Pereira. So really bad ball security from Downsville, uh, from Logan. Logan, yeah, look, I right think yeah, just, you know, the speed and agility of uh, Canberra and their aggressiveness that they play with is uh, starting to take its toll on. Didak hits the ground okay. again as Bishop puts up a three. Jackson gets the rebound. She's mugged. Didak gets her third personal foul. And that's her third this quarter. I think they actually might have called that on Haynes okay, well, by Haynes the looks gets of that. A second. Yep, Haynes gets a second. I guess it was a bit of a raffle, really. <laughs> we, it was. 63 plays 52. We haven't had a score now. Because uh, Jackson missed the uh, last couple of rebounds. I'm just trying to have a look. Didak missed some. So Jackson makes the first score in almost three minutes of play. <laughs> So finally we've seen some D being played as Jackson makes two from two and takes the caps to 50 uh, to 65, plays 52. Now, with the caps over 64, that's when you say we uh, should get a win. Well, you'd expect so. As long as the other team didn't get there first. That's right, that's right. <laughs> Hayes loses the dribble, bounce pass at the feet of Didac. Hayes goes back and gets it. And now Jackson's been called for a very soft foul. Wilson, I think they've actually called that on. Wilson, well, not sure 
Carly Wilson gets a second personal foul. So Carly Wilson with a second personal. Over at Bendigo, uh, uh, the uh. Benito Club. It's Boomers 60, 46, lead the Spirit 42 at half time. Nice close one down there at Fully. Yeah, 65 plays 52 here at Southern Cross. Hurst tries to go all the way. Oh, she just took it too far. Haynes gets into the passing lane, gives it to Didak. Didak hands it off to Bates, but Bates can't get the shot to drop. And uh, Claire Stevenson just having a chat with Natalie Hurst there as they're trying to clear up a, uh, a call earlier in the game, perhaps. Simon Peters is heading over to uh, here. What Cary Graff has to say and uh, interestingly now it's uh, Jason Cheney who is um, who's having a chat with the uh, referees and he's talking about something about the signal of the arm up in the air Claire Stevenson just saying she put her hand in the air for something and uh, they're just clearing that up now so I'm not sure what the call was no not exactly sure what it was either but anyway as we see the, all the floor wipers out on the floor in their canteen t-shirts. This week's the canteen round in the WNBL, which is great that the WNBL gets a heart behind quite a few sort of uh, causes throughout the year and uh, you know supports the, the, some charity and what have you throughout the year. Now, it is World Champs at the end of this year and I'm interested to get your thoughts. Natalie Hurst got into the Opal side late last year the Opals haven't had a uh, game for a little while now, but what's the chances of Nat Hurst staying in that Opal squad, looking at when you have the likes of Harrower and, and all those players who are established Opals? Look, I think in terms of the squad, I think that I think they've got a camp coming up again in maybe April, it is, off the top of my head. I think she'll certainly be in the squad. Whether she breaks into the team for the World Champs, I think, is probably the question there. And uh, I think that, you know, you're quite right. There's the Harrowers running around, in, in still running around and what have you. So well, even like Tabeel, never made an Opals, but has to has been a WNBA point guard as... You know, I, I'm surprised that Chris and Bill's never been able to crack that Opals team. Yeah, well, I think that one of the issues was that she was hampered by injuries at pretty critical times in her career. But we might talk to Simon. Just sat in listening in to Graffy there. Same story. She wants to shut them down offensively. But um, she also thinks they have a massive advantage inside, which, hey, if I was catching Ryan Jackson, I'd think that too. But uh, with Abby Bishop and Tolo in there, that's a uh, pretty great forward line. Johnson, just keep going inside. Keep pushing the ball inside. Work it away. Get Logan in trouble. Thanks very much, Simon Peters. That quarter, very interesting. 15 points apiece in that quarter. Yeah. And we get started. Caps have the ball again. Hurst, bounce pass. Goes across to Bibby. Now it's Tolo, then to Wilson. Wilson on the left, 45. Jackson at the three-throw line. Likes that. Fadeaway jump shot is good. Just automatic, isn't it? She's uh, so smooth. 67 plays 52 as it's uh, Bates. Veal. Veal gets some space, but the shot was just off to the right. Hit the iron and rattled off. Jackson gets the rebound. Gives it to Hurst. Hurst back to Jackson. Jackson drives. Left hand lane. Rolls in. Jackson with four points for the quarter. That moves her along to 25 points for the game. 
Yeah, she's really starting to just stroke it. And I think early in the game, Jackson was, uh, wasn't was as uh, smooth or wasn't just wasn't dropping for her. She's really starting to just stroke it again now. Peel over the top, gives it to Bates. Bates kick out to Abbott. Abbott to the elbow. Oh, try to go around Jackson. Jackson with the block shot. Should have been off Bianca Abbott last. I thought she touched it as it was going out. Whistle on the play said it was over the baseline by the Capitals and it will be a Logan Thunderball. Bates sits back down along with Hayes as Purcell and Casey, Cassidy Smith. Casey Smith? Casey Smith come back in. Inbound ball goes to Beal. Beal jacks up the shot. It rattles off the iron and of course Jackson was there to do the rebounding. Hurst now goes into the corner to Wilson. Outside the toll, inside the toll, outside to Jackson. Beal picks up the rebound. Beal rebounding now. She must be, yeah, she's leaving the rebounding for Townsville oh. with seven. Uh, with uh, Logan with seven. I don't know how as Jackson the ball went down the other end. How did that not get fouled out? Um, not sure what happened there, but anyway. <laughs> Tolo gives the inbound ball back to Hurst as there was a no call on the play. Well, a no call can be a valid call. Hurst over the top to Tolo, then left side goes to Bibby on the 45. Tolo getting mugged by Didac, whistle on the play that time, and Didac now will have her fourth personal foul. Yeah, good screen set by Tolo, and Didac just tried to push her way through it, so uh, the referees picked that one up. So Kelly cut. Wilson with four assists, Kelly Abrams with three assists, and Mariana Tolo with two assists tonight. Points in the paint, 32 for the Capitals, 24 for Logan. That's quite a few, considering they've only got one genuine tall in that team, and that's Didac. That's right. Ba- Bian- Bianca Abbott is tall, and she plays inside, but she's not She's not, she's not big tall. in this league, yeah, no. Yeah, that's right. Well, not big against this opposition. No. As the ball gets into the hands of Bibby, but it went through the hands, unfortunately, rolled down the chest and kicked over the baseline. Townsville... Uh, Logan Thunder will have the ball back. <laughs> I don't know what's in my head tonight. <laughs> Smith brings it around, gives it off. There, Bill. Bill tops over the top. Smith outside to Purcell. Purcell was trying to get away enough from Wilson. Purcell takes it on and Tolo. That's the laziest... Uh, well, it was the laziest block I've ever seen. But it was beautiful piece of play. It was ended with a very, very poor pass in transition. That's right. And I think uh, Jason Cheney again is talking to the referees. He's not happy with the, what he believes was a contact made on Purcell coming down the floor. Inbound ball from Veal goes to Casey, Casey Smith. Purcell now goes back to Veal. Bounce pass inside. Thank Yanker Abbott. Oh, wrong transition. It was a nice move. It didn't come off, though. And the Caps are up to the races once again. Purcell getting in the face of Hurst. It's Tolo. Fakes the three. Gives it off to Wilson, who drives into the paint. Wilson. Well, there's a push called on Veal. I think they've and called it on Wilson, Wilson, actually. Yeah, that'll be her second personal foul now. Yeah, they've just called that she pushed after the, uh, after the shot. So it'll be a... Third personal foul for Wilson. As the full court pressure continues, Hurst and Veal... Hurst, bounce past, sorry, Veal bounce past the Purcell. Hurst giving a no room at all. She's been like that all night. Oh. Smith, oh, good move, but Casey Smith couldn't get the rebound, so she had to kick it out to Purcell for three. It didn't fall. 
Jackson gets another rebound. Hurst kicks it outside to Wilson. Wilson has it in and out. Oh, Jackson tapped it away from Bibby because Bibby was reading the rebound as well and she was going after it. <laughs> That's right. 69-52 uh, as the Capitals with 6 minutes and 49 sit down Jackson and Wilson and bring back out Bishop and Abrams. Wondering if Beattie's going to get any more minutes. She, she certainly... Well, it feels like she's in her last season with the Capitals. She does, and, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens next season. Beals, lightning pass, looking for Smith, goes as far as Pitty, who goes coast to coast. So, and good finish as we see Logan in transition against Canberra now. A nice move from Cassie Smith, and she just finishes that off nicely. 71 plays, 54. Whistle on the play. I think a timeout has been called, and they just missed it. Okay, so timeout being called by Logan Thunder. As well, the Caps leading 71 to 54. Jackson with 25 points. Uh, with 10 points, a couple of players. Not sure what the uh, call was there. I'm not entirely sure either. Some sort of false start on that timeout, and they've called the teams back well, onto the floor. So. That's a Coach Brown move. Call a timeout. The girls come over because of whatever reason. The refs don't call the timeout, so he says what he has to say, and he goes, cancel the timeout. <laughs> I, I love that move from Coach Brown. As, oh, Bishop stolen from her by Beal. Abrams trying to get back there, but Cassie Smith good enough to wrestle the ball. Yeah, back. good hustle from Cassie Smith there to come up with that. Now goes back to Veal on the left 45. Bounce pass to the right-hand side of the key. It's uh, Abbott. Abbott tries to get inside to Purcell. Purcell loses it. Holly Smith gets back. Whistle on the play as uh, Purcell Bing. got the ball back, drove baseline and tried to put up the shot. 25. Oh, Tracy Beatty, yeah. yeah. Timeout now. Now we've got a timeout. By uh, Coach Jason Cheney. So 71 plays 54 here at the uh, Southern Cross Stadium. Just a reminder that earlier this afternoon it was the Lightning 54 defeating the Fire 51. And in the Vienito Club it's half time with the Boomers 46 the leading the Bendigo Spirit uh, 42. Uh, just having a look games this weekend so far this weekend it was Friday night Sydney defeating Logan 89 to 66 Dandenong defeating the AAS 80 to 33 mm. and Adelaide going down as I mentioned today 54 to 51 Adelaide defeating Townsville that was a big loss from the AIS against Danny Long. I think they would have been hoping to, uh, you know, compete a bit better than they did there. And uh, it was in Hobart, sorry. Yeah, that's one of their games that uh, Danny Long have an arrangement now where they play, I think, one game a season in Tasmania. Um, so, yeah, they'd be a bit, our friends at the AIS would be a bit disappointed by the margin, I'd say. I'll tell you what, uh, Simon Peters first. Yeah, Coach Shane's still pretty happy with how the girls are going. He wants them to. Uh, clearly they've had a bit of a drought scoring wise he wants them to try to address that but you know I think that's what's great about this team he's just positive upbeat the girls are still there they're not worried about losing good group thanks very much to Simon Peters 71 plays 54 as the Thunder give the ball to Veal Veal she's getting tired now and you can see that in her play Purcell goes to Cassie Smith 
Holly Smith, ball inside, Beattie gets a hand around, ball in front of Hurst, Hurst finishes the layup, and the crowd love it. The 200 gamer getting another score. Veal now going, oh, ball just set up in the, uh, just the, the join of the mount and the backboard. It's set up there for a moment, it came down now. Tracy Beattie, if she wants to play finals, she's going to need to do something here. I know she's been injured, but she's got three other bigs in this team that are all playing at their best. That's right. It's very t- tough for Tracy to break in and get some court time, particularly in the in the big games. And uh, the fact that she's unable to train consistently during the week, she's not the sort of player that can actually you know, just step out on the floor. She needs to be training. Outlet pass from Bishop to Hurst. Rattles in and out. Nabrance gets it back. Abrams gives it off to Hurst. Hurst puts up another shot. Oh, Beattie taps it away. And Holly Smith will eventually pull it down. Gives it to Abbott. Abbott gives it off to Cassie Smith. Smith goes back to Abbott. Abbott pulls up on the right 45. Doesn't take the shot because Bishop's in her face. Drives into the paint now. Over the top. Banks it in. And it's a score for Bianca she's Abbott. She's really battled hard in there tonight, Bianca Abbott, for uh, Logan. She's done a great job against what's I a think pretty formidable points for the half too Michelle she's 16 points for the game it would be I think as uh, Bishop just smacks the ball into the head of Tracy Beattie and uh, it will be out over the baseline Bates comes back in now Cassie Smith's going to take a break she's given some good minutes for Logan tonight you know she's had to step into this rotation with uh, Sarah Graham going out and uh, you know she's performed pretty well as we see Abby Bishop take a break and Hannah Lewis coming into the game. Yeah, Hannah Lewis slash Bowley, knee Bowley is also on the floor. So, ball goes into Abbott. Lewis is on her and Lewis is called for the foul as a little baby hook there from Bianca Abbott just uh, is enough to draw the foul. Okay. Herrera also back out there with Hurst, Beatty and Abrams. Abbott, Purcell, Veal, and also. So, Abbott missed the f- uh, made the first and the second. So, 73 plays 58 here at Southern Cross Stadium. As we see, Bally's the ball at the point, kicks it out to Pereira, who. Uh, it's gone down. It looks like uh, Veal went in to make the steal and she might have got her in the eye, I think is what it is. It's just a finger in the eye for Pereira. Might go around the grounds here to the Benito Club. 46 plays 43 here in the opening minute of the uh, of the third quarter. Looking at that, it was a, a three-point... I'm just trying to see. Must have been one... Must have been one... Uh, Free like throw made, yeah. Harrow made, made one. Got a set of two and made one. It's unusual for her. Yeah. Veal now with the ball back into the game, into the front court. Hurst watching her still. Purcell on the left-hand side. Pereira watching her. As Purcell gets a screen, pushes the ball. Nice move there. Holly Lewis couldn't finish it off. Beatty pulls down the rebound. The crowd knows that Beatty's on the way out here and they're cheering every time she does something. <laughs> or am I speaking out of turn? Perhaps, Craig. I think that'll be... She did decide not to go overseas at her last contract renewal, or two years, three years ago now. She decided 
not to go overseas. Uh, it was one of the first times she got an offer to go overseas, but she thought starting in Canberra she'd stay here. Abrams now kicks it right to Pereira. Pereira over the top to Beattie. As Beattie in the paint called for the travel. Oh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Jackson, Tolo were up. They were all willing her on. That's right. Mm. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I mean, Tracy's, you know, had really had her career or a basketball career prolonged um, by the fact that she came to Canberra because she'd been in Adelaide for a long period of time, wasn't getting any opportunity there, but really, you know, sparked her basketball career again when she came to Canberra. So Canberra's been good for her. She's been good for Canberra. As uh, Didak shoots over the top, but the ball doesn't fall, and Hurst gets another cheer as she pulls down another rebound. And uh, that get that doesn't even get on the top three, because to get on the top three, you have to have at least six rebounds. Jackson with another double-double, and five blocks. So while she's off, she's not going to add to that, but a double-double for Lauren Jackson. we see Didak. Fouling out, uh, Tracy Beattie's going to the foul line. Didact just unable to live, and she's going to leave the floor. And yep. You know she's battled hard too tonight. It's, you know it's a big ask to match up against the size of uh, of Canberra. It is indeed, and uh, you know that's the thing. You think oh, if I can get Loz off the floor, it gets easier, but it doesn't because Tolo's there, Bishop's there, and of course Beattie, who is. Probably Beatty would be the tallest of all four of them. That's right. Yeah. As uh, makes the first but not the second, but gets the rebound down into the hands of the captain in Kelly Abrams. So 74 now plays 58. Beatty dumps off to Abrams, back to Beatty. Beatty took a hot pass that time, tried to get it inside to Lewis, and a foul being called on 21. Lewis. Hannah Lewis. So that'll be her second personal foul now. As yeah, I think the court announcer's having as much trouble as I am with which name to call her. <laughs> <laughs> as Bates gets the inbound pass. As Bates pushes it to Purcell. Purcell over the top to Holly Smith. Outside to Bianca Abbott. Back inside to Smith. Beatty just trying to oh. muscle her around. And Beatty now getting frustrated because... Uh, she was just careless with her arms flapping she, around. She is getting quite frustrated stamping the foot there, Tracy Betty. But um, Holly Smith, you know, was smart there. She used her body well against Tracy and, uh, you know, made the most of what, you know, of her ability to use her size against Tracy's height. 74 place 59 as she makes the first. And the second makes it 60. So, 14-point ball game here. It's been a good, solid performance by the Logan Thunder. Beattie and Bibby working it out. Goes to Lewis, then off to Hurst on the right 45. Hurst over the top to Lewis. Lewis has time to retrieve a wayward pass and makes the shot. 76 plays 60 as off Bates almost runs over the ball, steps on it almost. Here's Bibby watching her. Goes right side to Young Michaels. That's Megan Michaels. Goes across to Abbott. Abbott dumps a hard cut from Holly Smith. But it was just a little bit too low for Holly Smith. Romeo comes in for Hurst. Interesting story in the paper about Nicole Romeo this week. Wanting to uh, 
wanting to make sure she gets re-signed by this Caps, uh, Caps team. Well, you know, she certainly, you know, if she can hang around for a couple of years and, and learn from playing, um, you know, training against the Nat Hurts and the Jess Bibbies and the, and the Kelly Abrams with all that experience, it'll certainly be good for her game. And, you know, she'd be thinking there's some players in this Caps lineup that they must be getting towards retirement age. Not that I'm going to preempt well, anyone. Well, that was the other story. Kelly Abrams said, I'm not ready to. <laughs> That's right. But Bibby has had. Huge, uh, and oh, that's the second out. I've just missed the foul that time as Natalie Purcell fouled out of the game. Yeah, Natalie Purcell leads the game, and she's been uh, 11 points for them tonight, and she's been fairly consistent. Yep, and also with rebounds, she's had five rebounds. That's as well, right, so. solid con- contribution. Yep. Pereira is going to make a pay as she's sitting on the pine. Pereira makes the first of the free throws. And the second, 78, plays 60 here at Southern Cross Stadium. Let's go across to the Veneto Club as we have another timeout. It's 51, plays 48 at the Veneto Club. The Boomers leading the Spirits. Uh, the Boomers, uh, have you seen a season like this the Boomers have put together in a while there, Michelle? Oh, look, Bulina just... Uh a tower of strength in this league at the moment. They've, you know, certainly got the size that they need to have to be a championship winning team and, uh, you know, the experience that they have on the floor. I think that they're going to be a very, very tough. Certainly they'll, uh, win the minor premiership, but I don't think they can lose that. Um, and no, they can't. They can't lose it. I didn't think so. There's not enough games left in the, for the other teams to play to catch up. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, and they're well coached. I mean, Tom Ma is just, you know, he's a master of getting the absolute best out of every single player that he has in his lineup. And I think it's, um, uh, as we cross to Simon, who's coming out. Crappy set a target for the rest of this game. Minute 35. She does not want to see Logan score. Let's watch out for that and see if that's the case or and not. Here I was saying she wasn't a defensive player. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to restart. She doesn't want to see a score, but she probably doesn't have her best defensive group on the floor, so we'll, well see what she happens. Set them a task because this is the bench. That's right. There is not a Caps player on there that started this game. Ah, oh, Andrews makes a very easy jump shot. There uh, goes that goal. <laughs> they went down in about 20 seconds. It's 78 plays. 62 here at Southern Cross. Romeo goes to Beatty, goes to Pereira, Pereira to Beatty, Beatty puts up the shot, oh, hasn't dropped, and Holly Smith comes up with a rebound. Now, Beatty running the floor, we haven't seen her running the floor like that for a few years. Contracts must be due. Andrews again goes for a three, Beatty does the rebounding over the top of Hayes and gives it off to Pereira. Pereira into the corner, Romo, Romeo. Kicks across, gives it to Bibby. Bibby, she could go for three. No, Andrews makes a play. Oh, reverse layup. Lewis gets the rebound. Bibby goes to three. No one went to her. She left it short. Lewis gets the rebound again. Gives it back to Bibby. Romeo calls it. And she's calling the play now. Yeah, racking up those rebounds, Lewis. (laughs) They are indeed. 78 plays, 62. As Pereira from the left-hand elbow. Yeah, look, he gives that much space to Pereira. Nine times out of ten, she'll knock it down. She's got a good look, a good feel for the open shot. Now, bounce pass going right-hand side from Michael to Andrews. 
Andrews trying to make the most of her minutes here. Over the top goes to Holly Smith. Oh, intercepts as the pass was looking for Michaels. Pereira, coast to coast. And it's 82. Plays 62. The Caps are up with a minute, uh, with one second left of game time. Inbound ball goes to Bates. She throws it from the backcourt. The Capitals get the win. 82-62. A 20-point win in the end. And a solid performance from the Capitals. Not their best defensive performance, Michelle. No, not their best defensive performance. And certainly, you know, in the second half... Campbell was sitting at 50 points for the, um, at half time and they restricted him to 32 till the end of the game so you know you'd have to be pretty happy uh, with that defensive effort from Logan in the second half if you're Coach Cheney. We'll get Simon Peters to try and get out on the floor and have a word with a couple of players. Yes he'll be talking to the coaches and uh, he'll pick out a number of players as well to have a chat to. Jackson leading scorer on the floor with 25 points. Chantella Pereira with 15 points. That's a good move. That's good numbers for Chantella. She uh, doesn't play big minutes out there, so she's making every opportunity count. And she is, and I think she probably would have picked up a couple of lows in what I'd call junk time. But you know, she does. She makes. She's not uh, afraid to take the open looks when they come away, and she, you know, even in some of that critical minutes, she'll make important plays. So it's good to see her getting that that exposure out on the floor. Tolo and Bishop with ten points apiece, seven points apiece for Hurst and Bibby, and then you go down to three points for Wilson, uh, two points for Abrams and also for uh, Lewis. We'll go to Simon Peters as soon as he is. He's got Coach Graff now, so we'll be speaking to Coach Carrie Graff. Got Carrie Graff with us. 20-point win in the end there. Happy with the result? Yeah, I think we made some good adjustments tonight. I mean, look, they hang around. Logan don't quit. they got some decent talent, decent size. Um, you know, for, I mean, Lauren was, was crook today. She didn't come to shoot around. She's been in bed all day vomiting and migraine. So Whoa. for her to come out and play, you know, under under 25 minutes and still get 25, it's indicative of how good she is. I think she got better. It is. She, uh, you know, and rebounding was a focus for, for us tonight. I think that was one of our better rebounding contests. We had more people on the O glass, and we got to keep chipping away at that for the finals. Yeah, one of the, you sort of look at the ladder and you think, Logan, yeah, a bit of an easy beat, but they're not really, are they? They just keep going and they've got such a good vibe about them. They just, they don't, even if they're down by 20, they just keep coming at you. Yeah, and they've got decent talent, you know, they're not terrible. I mean, they're, you know, they can, they hang around, win some games, they're tough at home. Like I said, they've got decent size, you know, they're not, they're not a small team. They've got good mid-range players with size, you know, Purcell's specialist three-point shooter, Vili, would be a starter on most teams, so... Yeah, you know, they're not a bottom of the ladder team. They're, uh, you're, you know, you're always going to get a fight, and we knew that. You know, 20 point win, but it's a good game for us. So, have you heard the result? Uh, Adelaide down Townsville by three points, so that works in the favour for you guys. Then next week you've got to go back down there and play Adelaide. So that game, I guess every game's like the final series now. Isn't it? it is. I mean, for us, it's about taking care of our own destiny. If we can win our next three games, we guarantee second spot. We're not relying on any other results. So. And, you know, it's, it's in our hands. Our destiny is in our own hands as far as getting the best position on the ladder that we can. And you know, it's just the old cliche, one game at a time. We've got to go to Adelaide, uh, get Perth, Perth at home here, go to Adelaide, get that, and, and then go to Berlin. So it's, it's one game at a time. We've just got to lock those up. It's looking great, Coach. Keep it up. Thank you. Gary Graff speaking to our Simon Peters. 
as he will go out and get some players very soon. Some interesting stats there that we were looking at. Uh, Jackson with her 13 rebounds, 6 and uh, 7 I think it was. That is huge numbers. Tolo with 8 and Bishop with 6. Hurst with 4 still as uh, Simon just couldn't quite get in there to uh, speak with uh, Jason Cheney but he's got him now. We've got him now. Okay, Shannon, how do you feel at the end of that game? Yeah, look, I'm fairly proud. I'm a bit disappointed. I called that time out late in the fourth quarter when we were down by 18, I think. I said to the girls, let's keep it under 20. So Because I think we're from the way we played all night, we kept them at 11, 10, 11, 12 for a long time. So I would have liked to have kept it under 20 because I think it's probably a reflection of how, how, well, we, how well we played tonight against an extremely quality outfit over there. So, um, look, fairly happy. A little bit disappointed we let it blow out to 20, though. Yeah, really not an indication of, as you said, how close the game was for a lot of it. When you really hung with them for... Um yeah, it was really only that last bit where it blew out. You had a, a bit of a dry run at the beginning of this quarter. Yeah, they, they just they go so deep. You know, they, they've got, you know, what, 12 of them, and they probably go 12 deep and probably got another five girls who are sitting on the end there in normal clothes who will probably step in at any time. Um, yeah, and we, you know, we struggled to contain Lauren there in the start of the fourth. Um, so we let them blow out. But, you know, like I said, I'm fairly proud. We're on the back of a doubleheader. Uh, last night we probably didn't play to our, 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 what we could have played. So, yeah, fairly happy with the outcome. So only a couple of games left, and um, the girls looking tired? They're getting mentally tired, or they're, they're ready for the break? You mentioned that in the yeah. interview earlier, that you, you've got to try to cope and focus because some of them are sort of already on the finish line. Yeah, I suppose the, the, the fortunate thing about against a team like Canberra is that probably the pressure's on them more than us. Yeah. Uh, they're meant to blow us out by 50, I think. Um, uh, so I think the girls looking tired tonight because they've put in a hell of an effort. Um, Oh, big time. You know, top, you know, number two and number three or four. They're, they're both extremely tough teams. Um, you know, yeah, but you're right. We've just got to make sure that we've got two games to go. Uh, our goal is still to, get, you know, get a scout. Uh, and we play Bendigo and Institute, and hopefully we can finish a year with two wins. Well, we look forward to seeing you next season. Thanks for visiting Canberra and being the team there. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks very much to Simon Peters there speaking to... Uh, to Coach Jason Cheney now uh, for the fans that are over there in Seattle they just one wouldn't believe they can get so close to Lauren watching the game and number two they've set up and uh, if you've seen the webcam of this uh, they've set up the table right at the end of the bench now the fans are streaming around the court but we'll go down to Simon Peters who is trying to get in there with uh, Bianca Abbott's Okay, I've got Bianca Abbott here with me. Tough game, tough couple of games really for you guys. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I think anyone looking at a road trip, uh, Sydney first and then Canberra on the end of a road trip, um, it's definitely, um, you know, something that we knew it was going to be really tough this weekend, um, I suppose, especially with Billy only coming at half time yesterday. Um, but, you know, we're kind of, I think that's what we're really good for, pulling together when in hard situations. Um, we're a group that really do gel together quite well and don't drop our heads. Um, so yeah, tonight was a good um, showing of that, I suppose, knowing that Canberra are a great team um, and not coming out from the loss yesterday with our heads down. Yeah, we did pretty well today. Yeah, we just talking to your coach and he said that 
bit of a slow start yesterday, but um, you know, a hell of a road trip. We were talking about it pre-game, how that normally you'd come down here and play Canberra AIS, but you get Sydney and Canberra in one weekend. Definitely, definitely. And it's something we haven't faced before. You're definitely right. I mean, like you said, usually you come down and not the institutes are an easy beat or anything like that, but yeah, you do, you know, have one really tough game again, you know, and you match up well against the Chute, but um, this weekend's been a good test for everybody, I think, uh, especially being out of the finals run and everything, but... Um, you know, we've made a patch, I suppose, to play the season out, try and get a big scalp, I suppose, in the next couple of games we've got to make some upsets, and we can definitely do that. And you're always, you're always going to get a bonus when you come to Canberra, because Veely has such a history here. She always throws it up a notch when she comes back to Canberra for yeah. all of us. Yeah. She's got friends and family and all of our teammates. Yeah. yeah, it was great to hear when we went on, and, um, you know, we, it was awesome to hear that we actually had part of the this awesome crowd. Um, to cheer along for us as well behind the bench, so that's great, yeah. And Phil always plays well, especially in Sydney. You know, I suppose as a team, we really try and want to match it with both of these teams in particular for her, because she's been there before, yeah. yeah. And how was uh, muscling up with Lauren Jackson tonight? Um, yeah, it was excellent. I mean, obviously that's um, something that, like we all spoke about, obviously Lauren Jackson being in the Canberra team, um, it's a great experience, I suppose. That's one um, big highlight, I suppose, playing against her. She's an awesome player. Um, inside and out you can't take your eyes off her at all on defence and on offence she's always a massive presence so it was a great experience for me that's for sure Absolutely you'll be able to go home tell friends tell family and everything oh, totally. Yeah I got 18 <laughs> points against Lauren Jackson last night Yeah no it was great against, I mean against a Canberra team in, like in total it's because they've got so many good teams Tolo play Tolo and Bishop especially so yeah that's for sure yeah. Well I'll let you um get severe amounts of ice there on you I'll let you recover Thanks for talking to me No worries thank you Thanks very much to uh, Simon Peters and Bianca Abbott. I'm sure he's going to get some caps as uh, he's walked straight past the Jackson table there and I, I think he'd be, uh, well, looking for Natalie Hurst in her 200th game and, uh, well, I haven't seen all the 200 in Canberra but I've seen a fair proportion of them and it's amazing to see the difference. Now, she took, was it, two seasons off and uh, came back Caps win a championship we said to her you know well you weren't here and the Caps didn't didn't make a championship Dandenong won both years and the, it was Sydney Dandenong grand finals she comes back Canberra back there back in the championship championships. <laughs> so right. she's certainly yeah. been uh, been uh, a, a big part of the history of the capital success Absolutely, she's won six championships with Canberra so, uh, you know, I, I think um, I can remember Natalie as I think a 14 year old and doing individual sessions with her you know, it's a recognition of how hard she's worked she really has worked hard and I, as I was saying, back in when it was winter seasons in the WNBL she'd be on the floor with me at quarter to six in the morning on Canberra freezing cold, doing individual sessions because at that age she knew what she wanted and she knew the work that was required so I just think it's great recognition for her to get 200 games for one club well we're waiting for Simon to report back in I'm sure as I said he is looking for the uh, girl of the moment which is one Natalie Hurst uh, I've lost him in the crowd there's just a sea of people they're setting up a table so Lauren just has to see the people one by one and uh, 
that is uh, a great. She's doing photos as well. And she's done that in every game she's played, whether it's been yeah. in Canberra or anywhere else in the country. She's uh, had a table and she stayed and signed. I saw some footage of when she was at Dandenong a couple of weeks ago, and they literally had a large uh, multi-court stadium in, in Dandenong, and they had the table at one end of the floor on one court, and it virtually wound up and back and up and back across all of the courts there. Well, Melbourne, a great basketball town. They haven't had a WNBL championship for a long, long time. They haven't. And uh, I think it was the Melbourne Tigers that last won them a uh, championship, although uh, I'm not 100% sure about that stat. But they got to the finals. Cheryl Chambers mm-hmm. did a fantastic job. The Pauline Boomers, when she took them over midway through the season, the team was in disarray, the club was in disarray. She built that club up, built that club up, yep. and uh, perhaps did herself a disservice. So she built the club up to the point where Tom Marr goes, <laughs> Hey, I'm from Melbourne. I oh. wouldn't mind <laughs> coaching them again. As uh, Simon Peters, well, he can't get in. He can't get in to see Natalie Hurst, I don't think. But uh, as uh, Simon is can't. Can't find Natalie Hurst either in the crowd. Um, just you, if you start talking, we'll stop. So we've given Simon the uh, instructions now. He couldn't see us to make the cross and saying. But, That's uh, right. He hasn't learnt that if you're like me, you just talk over the top of you, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you've got to get your point across, don't That's you? That's right. As, Always uh, have the last word. Yeah, Simon Peters to speak with the 200 gamer. Okay, we've got the extremely popular Natalie Hurst. It's taken you about five minutes to fight through the crowd to chat to her. Happy 200th game. Nice hot one for you again here. Um, yeah, you know, with, with a big crowd, it, you know, it's always going to be hot in here, but, you know, it, it's great having a big crowd so close to the court and, when, you know, what an atmosphere, like, tonight that, that, that got set by the crowd. How's the body feeling? There was an article in the paper today saying you were weary. What's going on there? Uh, yeah, the body's good. You know, the mind's a little bit tired and, you know, it's all about, And as I said in the paper, you forget how important having mental skills are. You know, you work so hard in your physical skills that, you know, if you let yourself, you know, you switch off from basketball, you let yourself get mentally drained, then, uh, you know, this can become a bit of an effort. So, you know, I found that, that fatigue happen a little bit this season, but uh, working through that and, you know, finding ways to overcome it. You're getting to bed early, drinking plenty of water, eating lots of fibre, those things? Yeah, something like that. Excellent work. Well, you know there's always a good place to come for dinner. We'll always look after you there. Um, now, this is going for you last week, so how do you... Does that sort of put you in a mindset where you feel like you've got to come out and repeat yourself or you just you just take it every game as it comes? Oh, look, it was a massive win last week, but, you know, we weren't happy with the way we played. We thought Sydney outplayed us and we were lucky to scrape with, you know, through with a win. So we wanted to come out here tonight and work on the things that that we need to work on if we want to win a championship and you know it still wasn't pretty again tonight but you know I think we won the boards and that was one of our main focuses and you know we're just going to chip away when we're playing the lesser teams with stuff that needs to get worked on and you know I think the girls did a great job in rectifying a few things that weren't so good last week because we always love it now when uh, Logan come to town and it's you and Bealey it's the old it used to be always called the old master versus apprentice thing but I don't think it's that anymore, mate. You you really played up to her today, and it was a fantastic battle. There's no advantage there either way now. Yeah, you know that they're fun. They're fun battles, and uh, you know Billy made a little comment to me. So oh, at 200, you must be getting old too. So uh, you know back to when when I was 16, and you know she came out of the shoot and she was 18, and we'll you know we may look at each other now and think, yeah, we are we are getting on a bit, but you know those, those battles are great to have, and you know if you can come out every week and have you know a battle like that, then that makes the game fun. And you'll be uh, pushing for a spot in the Australian team for the upcoming Worlds, I hope? 
Um, yeah, look, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I haven't been happy with the way my offense has been going this season. Um, but if I can come out and play a day like that, then you know, totally better life for my teams like that. Um, yep. I know I can score. Um, we'll just keep plugging away, and you know, hopefully, I can get myself into a squad at a training camp, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens from there. Well, there's uh, fans and family and stuff with pitchforks here that are going to get me if I don't let you go, so we'll catch up with you soon, Natty. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thanks very much to Natalie Hurst in her 200th game. I don't know if Simon's going to be able to get over to uh, Jess Bibby. No, it looks like he's finished up for the night, so we might do the same as uh, Lauren Jackson. Well, that line to Lauren Jackson is starting to drop off as Tully Bevilacqua uh, gives her an embrace, uh, Chris Lucas there as well, as... Well, I thought the line was dying down the line, but it still looks like it's quite... It's getting longer, Simon says, as he comes back across to us. Look, uh, it's been a very interesting game tonight here from Southern Cross Stadium. Michelle, your final thoughts? Uh, look, I think tonight um, Canberra expected to win that game. I think that Logan really did a, an outstanding job of being persistent and making it making it tough and I'm not surprised that uh, Jason was pleased with the, the way that they played because it's a big ask to come out, particularly ba- off the back of a Sydney and, and perform as well as they did. So I think there's some really good signs there for Logan going into the future, you know, if Jason stays around and coaches, I'm not sure what the situation is there and they can retain the nucleus of the group that they've got, then I think that you know, um, next season they will be right up in amongst the mix with the rest of the uh, finals teams. It's all tied up in the final quarter at the Veneto Club here in 67 points apiece. Here in Canberra, it was the Capitals, 82, defeating the Logan Thunder, 62. A 20-point win for the Capitals in front of 1,420 people yeah, at Southern crowd. Cross Stadium. We'll be back here next Friday night to give you all the action as the Caps take on the Perth Lynx. Until next time, keep smiling and bye for now.